And it's your boy Roshan Gomez. You're listening to another episode of the Rumah Roy podcast. Today in the house, a special guest, uh, Mr. Justin Wong. Hi, hello. <laughs> Hi, Roshan. Good to be here. Um, I really kind of have a in my mind a title for this episode. So I'm going to say, uh, tell me what you think. All right. I, it's going to be clickbaity uh, a little bit. Oh. Uh, I'm thinking uh, the the guy who made netflix at home or made his own netflix at home <laughs> something like that you get what i'm trying to say yeah 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 the yeah. guy who tried to make netflix from home or oh, actually kind of technically did la um well it's it's an oversimplification but i guess that's what uh, short headlines do uh so uh yeah go for it it's your it's your podcast so yeah okay so you have created this platform called kinedia um i have watched some movies from on Kinedia. Oh, fantastic. Uh because Good I adventure. interviewed uh Kai. Mm. Um and so Chipla is on on Kinedia. Mm-hmm. Um there's something else also relationship status. Relationship status is also yes. on, on Kinedia. So I watched those. Mm-hmm. Uh Chipla is free, right? Chipla's free. Yeah, so I watched those. Um and so I'm I mean, I was pretty impressed with the platform itself. Mm-hmm. As in okay, no, that's really kind of a lie. I wasn't impressed. I I took it like, oh, this is an interesting. It's an interesting thing, like how you would view Netflix or Mubi or um, I don't know any other platform, lah. What I'm trying to say is, look professional, okay. right? It looked like legit, lah, right? <laughs> so I didn't think much of it, lah, in that sense, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a platform, lah. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I found out you did the whole thing yourself, man. <laughs> That's insane. That's like imagine you watch Netflix and then you realize that this guy named Joe Abishegum in his room uh, by himself uh, uh, designed the, the the platform, marketed the platform, filled up the platform with all the content. You know, did whatever distribution necessary. It's that's insane if you think about it in in those terms. Um, well, insane wouldn't be the word I would choose to use. Um, uh, uncommon mm. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, uh, I did the whole thing myself. Um, uh, but, but, uh, I just want to be clear. The, uh, I did not, I did not program that platform from scratch. Okay. Uh, but it is a heavily modified version of, uh, multiple components coming together. What, what's, so, what was the original? So the, you, you have a background in uh, creating content, basically. Uh, yes, uh, I'm in in a way, yes, uh, content right. creation. Uh, but uh, I picked up web development back when I was young and needed the money, so I knew a little bit of uh, uh, technical technical uh, stuff. So uh, what it was is uh, uh, is basically separate components. Uh, you have your CMS, you have your streaming software, payment gateway, hosting, things like that, all all uh, disparate stuff. And uh, so I put it together and I I heavily modified the code in order to make it into what it is that you see mm. in order to uh, serve that purpose. So uh, what you see is, uh, um, uh, is a result of me just locking myself away for like two weeks and in my cave and uh and then the beta emerged after that so yeah like uh you 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 lock you created some sort of technological cocoon 
Some some weird some weird technological cocoon. Yes, and then uh, the butterfly came out, and uh, this is what you see. Today. Are you are you a, do you consider yourself an overachiever? Ooh, are you um, a type are you a type A kind of person? I I think I think there will I think that would be something that if I am one, I don't want to describe myself as one. Right, you know, but a lot, a lot of people, a lot of Type A people are like that. Yeah. Uh, a good example is my brother who is moving around, but he's handling the sound today. Mm. He is definitely a Type A person. He is definitely a full-on extrovert, but he <laughs> hates. Is that is that too far to say? Wait, he's coming. He's coming to the mic. <laughs> We set up a mic for him. Young Christian on the mic. <laughs> I have a mic. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? Do, do, do you think uh, that you do you accept your your type A personality? Yes, I do. Well, well, depends what you define as type A, of course. But if yeah. type A is the standard guy who has goals and wants to meet them, right on. Yeah, that's me, lah. What about the stereotype of the person who? Only like that Steve Jobs type of uh, stereotype. Only bottom line kind of person gets the thing done. Doesn't care who he kills. Uh, in order to achieve that goal, you're biased. You're painting me as a villain, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a Just, that is a common stereotype, right? Yeah, I guess it is. But I don't know. I don't. I mean, all stereotypes kind of fail, right? If you you can't really generalize people. Well, true, true. Uh, and the thing about the uh, now that you mentioned Steve Jobs, right? Mm. Some people, in order to get to where they are, like uh, whether it becomes CEOs and things like that, uh, I believe. Uh, I mean, I don't have any data on this, but uh, I I believe that um, many of them need to become uh, need to have some sociopathic tendencies mm. in in order to get there. That's fascinating. Yeah, they. Uh, I'm not condoning it. <laughs> Please don't be sociopathic on purpose or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can make observations about reality yeah. without condoning it, right? I mean, yeah. you you could say factually that obviously a person who's super aggressive is going to make a lot more headway <laughs> than a person who is maybe high on, uh, who has a more agreeable personality type, right? You you could say that. Yeah. Let, 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 let's take an example, okay? Mm-hmm. I have uh, in, like a normal neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, as you grow older, the, your community becomes more so-called prosperous. Mm-hmm. More you know, people have kids; they have more things; they have more cars, mm-hmm. and then parking spaces in uh, your taman becomes more sparse. Yep. And so you start fighting for spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Now the people, the the uncles and aunties who don't give a damn about what you think, they're just going to park where they want to park. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh yes. And, and and they're just going and they're going to get that space because they are aggressive and they don't really think about how you are feeling. And if you're a person who is high on agreeableness, meaning that you are thinking about not really disrupting the the disrupting the community, mm-hmm. you're just going to say, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's okay lah. Just let him have the the parking space. No one fights, right?" Mm-hmm. But the conclusion of that is there's peace, yes. But the person that was more aggressive got what they wanted, and so right. you could translate that to like. Uh, a w- corporate uh, work environment as well. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's scarcity and need. Yeah, scarcity and need. Uh, so in in corporate environment, uh, scarcity in the form of uh, oh, there is only one spot as CEO. Yeah, as opposed to say a hundred managers. So you know, yeah, you're gonna have to do what you if you want that job. You're gonna yeah. have to do what it takes to get there. So, uh, 
so yeah, that's a that's a pretty cool illustration of uh, of what people need to do. And it's also a bit of survival of the fittest. Yeah, sepat cepat dia dapat lah. Yeah, and those who who can adapt and become and are willing to push the other person aside mm-hmm. or, or willing to put in like insane hours, they 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 become um, that archetypal figure to 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 lead the whatever institution you're talking about lah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a uh, I mean, I'm not sure. Okay, do you have any experience in corporate background? Uh, the yeah. corporate world, sorry. Uh, yes, <laughs> I I used to work in a in a nine to five uh, for for some years after I graduated. So I have some uh, knowledge. So do you there. think there's space for empathy in a, a corporate structure? What do you mean? Um, mm. Paint me a picture. Okay. Do you think the boss who sits down and he's willing to listen to his employees and not necessarily push them like you know you have the employee okay you have two kinds of bosses stereotyping generalizing but for the sake of the conversation sure, lah sure, sure sure first boss is a, a first boss scenario you come in you say boss i'm really having a tough time with this work okay. I, i i i'm i don't think I, i i can achieve it or or do it in the particular deadline mm-hmm. i'm struggling yep So boss A says that's life. Mm-hmm. Suck it up. I'm paying your salary. You get it done or you leave. Okay. Right? Right. Forces you to confront or face your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You might overcome, you might fail. If okay. you overcome, you're rewarded. If not, you hit the road. Okay. Second boss listens to you and says, "I hear what you're saying. Okay, let's see whether we can distribute your workload mm-hmm. and let's see whether we can create an arrangement where uh you will have a workload that's more uh manageable for yourself." Okay. Do okay. you think, do you think that the second okay. is is practical, a reasonable uh, in a large corporation? Yeah, yeah, yeah in a large corporation. Let's see. Um, I suppose it has to come from the top, um, because uh, because the top has the best influence on how uh, the corporate culture is formed. Mm. And of course, a lot of times we, you know, from from uh, experiences, movies, things like that, we always see corporations as uh, as this unforgiving environment. Yeah, but um, there are precious few a few places that are uh, that go beyond that. Um, uh, so if you want to foster the kind of managers that have that kind that, that gives people leeway, like your like your boss number two, mm. it's possible, but The guy, the guy or girl, he or she, <laughs> whichever your preferred pronoun is, insert here. <laughs> yes, insert here. Yes, uh, has to be able, has to allow that to happen. Yeah, and through through uh, policies or lack of policies, through uh, through the COO and managers that they hired and they they behave this way, and uh, and you know from your from your uh, scenario of of like uh, oh. Uh, I could not finish this work in time, mm. right? So maybe you need to examine, like, is that a lot of work? Is that too much work for this person? For right. for any one person, right? You know, because because that KPI 
might be uh, unrealistic in the first place. No matter who you hire, there is no one person who can finish that amount of work in mm-hmm. that amount of time. Yeah. So so even if you like, oh, you you're fired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hire a new guy. Oh, you couldn't do it either. Yeah. So and it becomes a cycle of uh, yeah of uh, ins and outs, and uh, so so maybe so that part needs to be examined as well. You know, is this too much work? Yeah. I guess that again, it comes back to leadership, and there are multiple ways of you exercising your leadership. Uh, authority I suppose Mm. I mean you could have a situation where um, I okay I think in the past the method was always these are my expectations Mm -hmm. you either meet it or you don't right basically yes that that was just the way it was and people say you know and the way to explain it is that's life like i went through the same thing mm. you know so now you have to go through the same thing right? <laughs> yes but i guess people are getting more progressive now and they're looking at contacts and they're, they're looking at uh using people based on their own capabilities and mm-hmm. exercising it a little bit like a chessboard like you know the people in your team yeah you know what everyone is good at yep and personally you know whether they're being lazy or not yeah you gotta know your people yeah mm. so i guess that's the problem with big corporations because it relies on a sort of self it 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 drives itself so you don't have that personal touch mm. so you, that's why you see like uh companies like google that supposedly was so progressive when they first started out now yeah. are sort of being painted as the new the new mark zuckerberg of the tech industry right? yes yes um well well, wow, Google is a very large corporation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, they could they could still, if they wanted, um, you know, ma- made sure they had a system where where they have teams where they have middle managers, managers who actually can you know manage the uh, these things. You know, so um, decide decide if the, the KPI is too high. Yeah. Decide if these people can pull off the the work or not. And mind you, in in uh, in America, they can fire people. Yeah, I hear people uh, don't know, but labor law in Malaysia is quite progressive uh, compared to America. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me. Yeah, so in Malaysia, uh, because I'm a lawyer by profession. Ah, yeah, cool. So uh, I do have a little bit of experience here, but do not take this as legal advice. Oh, not I'm legal advice. this <laughs> disclaimer right here. Asterisk. Consult your Please lawyers. Consult your lawyer, kids. <laughs> Pay right. for your opinion, okay? Then sue the lawyer if the opinion is wrong later yes. on. Yeah. They have insurance. They'll be fine. <laughs> no, but uh, in Malaysia, if you want to terminate someone, mm-hmm. it has to be for a just cause. Okay. You really, you can't fire some, someone mm-hmm. uh, because you don't like them. You can't, That's you know. Fair. You that can't. You can't do that. No, and it's it's really progressive. You think about it because there is an argument to say that sometimes the person doesn't just doesn't fit in the company. Mm-hmm. But for Malaysia, uh, the law is no. You need to terminate for someone for a legit reason. It cannot be based on um, um, skin. It cannot be based on uh, your religion, ethnicity. It has to be really specific to the performance. And uh, not fulfilling uh, the performance. Okay. So, like for example, if um, let's say we are working together, you're employed. I, I employ you, mm-hmm. and I fire you. Mm-hmm. You can sue me for unlawful dismissal. We will go to a separate court, uh, employment court. Okay. Right. And okay. then in the court, the burden of proof is actually on me, the employer, even though you're bringing the case, and I have to prove that I fired you for a good reason. Okay. Right and okay, and if the judge says that no, you didn't fire this person for a good reason, like you didn't do uh, any improve, like the way the court will look at it is, 
did you do any performance improvement plans with your employee? Sure. Did you issue any warning letters? Did you have any consultation ah, with your employees? Did you do um um uh, what else is that? Oh, domestic inquiry. That means if if that person was accused of stealing something, did you have an a vet investigation? The court will look at all these things, okay. and if not satisfied, then the company will be held liable, and you can get quite substantial amount. So it's the number of years you work in the comp uh, the company plus how many months you've been unemployed, and they will compute the amount. Sure, sure. So so uh, so basically, the employer has to do their due diligence to do yeah. all those things, send a letter, make investigations, and things like that. But what if they go, gone through all of that, mm. and at the end of the day, the employer still had a good case, uh, a good grounds for dismissal? Yeah. Then the employer can win. Yeah, the employer will win if they have all those things yeah, in yeah, place, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess the 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 interesting thing is a lot of the burden is on the the company, the employer, mm -hmm. because Malaysia Malaysian employment law recognizes the my the 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 position or the vulnerability of an employee versus a uh, uh, the employer. I understand. So they try to protect the employee. So we call it a court of equity. It's a court of fairness. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Compared to America, yeah. where America you can really fire anybody for almost almost anything almost anything yeah interesting except if it's for like it affects your constitutional rights but otherwise it's up for grabs um well they have severance packages and things like that so yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. do you ever miss the corporate world i miss um i miss having a sense of uh so because uh, because uh, back back when I was in advertising, uh, in my my first jobs, uh, I work in a team, right? So when I so when I came out when I came out and uh, did my own thing, uh, I was self employed. So uh, I'm I the percentage of time of me being alone is more. Mm. So I miss being around people. Right. I missed I missed like uh oh it's 12 30. Let's go to fucking lunch, man. So yeah, that part I miss. Uh but you could argue that without that forced um isolation, you would never have gone into your technological technological cocoon and created uh Guinea. Yes, well the MCO was a whole other thing. I mean it's an anomaly of uh, of an so event. You mean so. this whole thing really came about because of MCO? Um okay so let me Okay let's let's start let from me. the beginning. Let okay Justin <laughs> let's start from the beginning preconception who where are your parents from? Fuah. <laughs> Fuah. So in 1949 <laughs> my father was born and then <laughs> Yeah so my parents are locals uh they are they Klang uh, Valley from from Klang Valley? Uh, my 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 mom is from Suramban right. my, my dad is from KL and uh yeah they they met here in KL yep. and uh I, I I was raised raised in uh, KL moved to PJs uh, several years ago any any siblings or I have one brother one brother elder mm -hmm. or younger elder elder bird okay elder bird is the best <laughs> just putting out that <laughs> uh yeah okay then yeah where did you go to school I went to uh SMK Bukit Bandaraya it's it's a it's a school in Bangsa. Now I know sound I know it sounds glamorous. Right. <laughs> so you were clubbing right after school. Right? <laughs> I know it sounds glamorous, <laughs> but it really isn't glamorous. It's a, oh, it's uh well, I mean I love the I, I love my uh, my 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 schoolmates, but I didn't like the school at all. But 
Uh, I, didn't, anyway. I didn't even I've never seen a school in the Bangsa area I think there, there are three they must be well hidden man three three um, the one I went to Sasengi BB is just down the street from uh, Bangsa Shopping Centre what really yes there's a school around there, right there yeah if you go down the, down the street but but not not the main not the main Maroff Road you gotta go through the uh, the housing area on the oh left. okay okay you go down there you in in just thirty seconds you will hit a school. On your so left. you mean literally on the BSC side? Yes, the BSC side. If you oh. go if you go down from your left, yeah. Oh, Ooh, we got a phone call. We got a phone call. Okay, hey, it's here, it's here, Christian. We it's got here. an audience <laughs> caller coming in. <laughs> no, it's here, it's here, it's here. We are now taking your questions. Yes. <laughs> you know the funny? Thing? I took the phone because I told myself somebody might call. I better keep the phone with me. <laughs> but I it was not near enough. Um, Should we continue? Yeah, yeah, no, just go off it. Um, I'm trying to be more like the Yamcha sessions, like, you know, they, they freaking like buy lunch and then they sit down and they just eat while they talk. Oh no, I think it was your episode. I think you needed to use the... the we, we, yeah, we went to the toilet. You, yeah. <laughs> we went to the toilet. I came and sat back down, talked for another hour and then I'm like, wait, are we recording? Because <laughs> yeah, I just went to the toilet. <laughs> no, it's so funny because it was like, you said, I, you know, I need to go to the toilet. And I said, yeah, yeah, sure, go. So you went and then one by one, each one of them <laughs> went to the toilet as well. <laughs> and then one person's like, should we stop the recording? Ah, yeah, it's okay, la, just continually. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Joe Rogan does the same. Yeah. Yeah, but Joe Rogan never goes to the... I mean, he he sometimes goes to the toilet, but most of the time, at least he or Jamie is there, la, right? He's usually the guest who goes. Yeah, the guest will step out for a second. Yeah. And but then, Yamcha like, took it to the next step. Like, they, exactly. all of them... They, all of them they go, might, yeah, yeah. I think if they could, they would just leave the recording to continue while everybody's mm-hmm. out and then they just hop back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. That's okay. raw, man. I mean... Sorry. Yeah, what were we talking about? Talking about my school. Oh, yeah, your school. Yes. Um, so, I think SMKBB had a strong debate team. I, I remember meeting them in debate. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was when I was in school. Uh, so Which year was this? Uh, 2010, 11, 9. Oh, yeah, it was a pretty solid team. Oh, that's good they to know. We got pretty far. <laughs> that's good to know. That's after my time, though. So. <laughs> Is it really called yeah. SMKBB? SMKBB, yes. SMK Bukit Banaraya, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting, man. Um, so, did, did you guys ever like, you know, like Ponting and really legit go to BSC or go to to Bangsa proper, BV was open uh, that time? Uh, BV was not open yet uh, in my time. All right. Uh, we, there, is, there is that, but there's a limit of what we can do because we're in our uniforms. Right. So right. there is so much, so far we can go, but uh, yeah. Those kids must be having the time of their lives right now. I mean, uh, excluding <laughs> MCO, but if not for MCO, they, they must be having fun. Uh, you don't want to defame uh, <laughs> SMKBB. There used to be a cyber cafe really near there, oh. actually. So yes, that was a lot of fun. But did you hear about the death in Bangsa the other day? Yes, that was very unfortunate. It was. Cre- did you see the video? I did not. I didn't want to. Oh man, it was bad. Did would anyone send it to you? <sighs> yes, but I didn't. You want didn't to open see. it. I didn't want to. See so it. I'm not going to describe it to you. But it was. Sure. Ba- it was really bad, lah. I'm sure. And it was right in front of Seven Eleven. The guy died, and next to a police station, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was insane. That's very unfortunate. Still a lot of gangster activity there, but um, but yeah, otherwise on the outside, Bangsa looks still pretty glossy. And I think it's also because maybe too many people have been cooped up and so everyone's just gone a little bit, a, a tad, tad little crazy. Lah. I I rather not extrapolate it that way. They mm. probably have some kind of a 
disagreement already. Oh yeah, specific to that incident, yeah, there, yeah. there was a prior disagreement. You know, but I'm just saying, like you know, when the the pubs first, uh, the first day pubs open till twelve, mm-hmm. Bangsa was packed. Like create because I was out as well. <laughs> oh, I, see. I was one of them, but it was mad. You know, okay. people were all out. I didn't go to Bangsa. I went to um, um, the Damansara area, yeah. But then later, I I had to send my friend to Bangsa, and I saw wow, damn more people, lah. This was what two weeks ago? Uh, about that. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. About two weeks ago. Okay, it was mad. Uh, anyway, but you're right. Uh, people are cooped up. Um, uh, you know staying at home as comfortable as it is it mm. is a form of uh, I would dare say a mild form of imprisonment very mild more. yeah I mean yeah. it's a lot of cooped up energy that's just waiting to that be too. just yeah 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 I mean not all yeah. of us can form a technological cocoon and release our energies la, creative energies especially if you're stuck with kids are you stuck with kids? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm, I thought you were. Wow, damn, in build Netflix and he no, has kids no, no. to manage. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm just empathizing the very, yeah. my friends who do have kids at home. So yeah, yeah definitely. And imagine being a kid and being stuck at home. That oh, must yeah. suck as well. A lot of energy being cooked up. Couldn't see your friends. Got to study at home. Do your school uh, online and uh, and the SPM SPM got pushed back. Yeah, that's like, sad. Yeah, their whole lives got pushed back by like three, four months or something. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a weird generation. It's Yeah, it's strange. So, okay, tell me about Teenage Justin. Was was Teenage Justin someone who was going, I'm going to build a media mogul. No, I'm going to be no. a media mogul one day. Oh my God, no. <laughs> oh, when I was a teenager, I was a whole other person, man. I yeah? Was a, yeah, because um, I would like to think that I did not, I didn't really blossom until i was in my 20s right so uh, so when i was in my teens uh it's, it's just i was still kind of getting a sense of the world i mean were you like really, so really quiet uh um what, what do you mean by that like not yeah so um so like um when i was a teenager uh just things I I was I, because I wasn't fully formed. Less so, less I know as a teenager, but less so than others. Uh, I could not I could not um, sense my way around the world as well as I could now. I mean that's so obvious because I'm older now. It's, but do you but, mean like in terms of social interactions, or do you mean more in just navigating the direction everything. of your life? Everything, everything, everything. Right. Yeah. So you didn't have a very strong. Um, Identity of self, lah. You didn't really know yourself very well. Uh, uh, that that as well. But uh, but I did like music at the time. I right. I, I was I started to make music uh, when I was a teenager. That was that was a very strong part of uh my, my creative expression. Uh, but but uh, I fell out of love of uh, of music making already, and that was uh, that's a, that's strange to very strange to have to have to go through. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, I guess sometimes when you can't communicate certain things about what you're going through what you're doing it it sort of like finds its way out through different mediums uh yes there is also that yes yes so like maybe once you figured out what you needed you didn't have to express whatever discontent you were feeling anymore <laughs> well yeah, the, that's that's part of it and the other part is that um you know uh, do you play mu- you you play music i don't he does Ah, okay. Do you want to play something? Oh, man, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Please do not make me I do sometimes that. riff off on the podcast. <laughs> hey, oh, God. Christian, have you been listening to the Barack Obama and Bruce Spring? Uh, oh, Bruce yeah. Spring- I heard both episodes. 
like Bruce Springsteen would just play a song and then Barack would like narrate. <laughs> over. So Barack, no, Barack would want to like read a speech and then Bruce would be at the back just strumming the guitar. Oh. Honestly, Barack had no respect for Bruce's songs. Oh, no. He just like stepped in whenever he liked and cut Bruce off <laughs> mid-song. <laughs> Oh man, you were like a weird kind of political praise and worship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barack would be reading reading a speech. Bruce would be playing accompaniment music to his speech. <laughs> All they're missing is like an amen or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. So yeah. you found an outlet through uh, music, and then you're figuring things out. So what was the blossoming effect? What was the thing that? What was the impetus that sort of made you? You know, it was it was pretty gradual. Uh, I went to college. Um, I was in a new environment, and um, and more importantly, I didn't have to wake up at six a.m. every day anymore. Oh, and yeah. that and that that gave me better clarity on things. Uh, really? That's, yeah, uh, yeah. I I believe looking back, yeah, that uh, I think my sleep just wasn't uh, ideal at the time. Right. Uh, um, from for for many reasons, I wouldn't want. I don't want to get into, but. Uh, but Why not get into it? Uh, you can get into it, no problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This okay, is okay. the podcast to get into things. <laughs> get this into it. Get into it. Talk sleep cycles. Let's uh, go for it. You want? Okay. All right. If you, if you think that uh, your yeah. viewers will get it, you will will uh, dig it. Okay. So, uh, okay. Let me condense it down to this. Mm. Okay. So, because of the way I slept, right? Uh, I would sleep on my arm. Right. This is when I was a teenager. Uh, I'll sleep in my arm on, on my side and then my blood will stop flowing. Right. Your arm would die. It will die. Yeah. And then I wake. Yeah. I will wake. Sorry, I can't see you. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I like <laughs> your back, man. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right. Sorry, I mean, because you're the co-host, so I should be able to <laughs> no, see no, you. No, no, no. He's, he's like not. In. Just putting in. Okay, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. have you watched a late night talk show? Some of them, yes. So, you know, like, for example, Conan and O'Brien has... Andy Richter. Yes, yes, And so yes. Andy Richter is just sitting down at the side, not really saying anything uh, until he needs to quip in something and yeah. then the camera tilts to him a little bit. But otherwise, he's just in the background. That's, that Christian is Andy Richter. Right, right, right. <laughs> the usual cool. sound guy doesn't say anything. Yeah. I'm just an over-glorified <laughs> <sound> <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> Cool, man. You got uh, two jobs and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, got yeah. paid double. Right. You know what he actually does for a living? He doesn't stay here. He's actually based in uh, Sabah. They kicked me out of the house. He's based in Sabah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. He's actually, a, uh, he stays in the jungle. Uh, he's a conservationist. He studies a type of leopard. Yeah, I studied wow. the top predator in, Sab- in Sabah. Sunda clouded leopard. Wow. That is so random. Okay. Yeah. And for, for podcast listeners who like, because we've done a few episodes uh, together, Christian just got... Click ex- the link below. Christian just got accepted. <laughs> Christian just got accepted to do his post... Uh, no, not postdoc. To get, do his doctorate in uh, Oxford. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Regarding leopards, yeah, I'll be studying uh, the genetic diversity of cloud leopards in Sabah. We have leopards in Sabah. Yeah, we have <laughs> we have several. No, leopards. look, look, don't don't get too excited. When he told my parents that he was going to study leopards, they were they got freaked out. <laughs> but then he showed us what those leopards looked like. They're just. Big cats. <laughs> They're about this big. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They not are, like not are, like the African big cats. Like he means the a bigger version of domestic cats. Yeah. <laughs> so so how big is a fully fully full? Uh, about the size of like a German Shepherd, maybe. Oh, that's not that big. No, it's not. Not, yeah. not at all. So okay. basically, they climb up trees and oh. then they jump down and they, we are digressing severely from Justin's arm dying. Yeah, we we'll, yeah. we'll get back to the arm well, dying. This is right. but you know, but this is fascinating. <laughs> Let me show I mean, you. To, to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yep, this is an adult? 
Yeah, that's an adult. They look like babies as oh well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So they, they eat like wild boars. Wild boars, uh, deers, small oh. deers. But Monkeys. if they say human if they see a human and they're really hungry, will they attack a human? I've not gotten eaten, so all is well. Right. Did I you, don't think so. I did, doubt it. Did you know that there's a subreddit called Leopards Ate My Face? No. What? Check it out. Yeah. But is it like literal or it, no no? It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. nothing to do with actual leopards. Dang it, that's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh it's political in nature. So but, but so it's really funny. Yeah. Who's the figurative leopards? The figurative leopards are okay, uh so in a nutshell, the way I would describe it is that uh, how uh, American Republicans are so uh, self-contradictory yeah. and hypocritical yeah. that um, whatever they say or do bite, bites themselves. Right. Like, like, my face. But yeah, aren't they all yeah. though? Even Democrats? Some. Yeah. Right. Some. Mm. Okay, so I'll see you yeah. on my side. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I sleep on my side a lot and then uh, my, my arm will get Numb. Uh, numb, like butterflies, no... Yeah, pins no, and needles and all that. Pins and needles, yeah. and that will wake me right. in the middle every, every time that happens, and it happens almost every night. Yeah. So, so, um, so because of that, I get interrupted sleep yeah. almost every day. Right. Yeah, and, and because, because I was a kid, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think that much of it. I didn't try to fix it. I didn't see it as a problem. I still go to school because I still have to focus on SPM and stuff. I, until one, one day, I, I'm like, screw this shit. Mm. Screw this shit. I think I was uh, almost 20 at that point. I'm going to train myself to sleep on my back. All right. Yeah, so I've been sleeping, sleeping like this ever since. So, so I, I, I sleep like this. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so that I won't roll roll over to my side. And you you feel like your quality of life has increased. Yes. After you've done oh that. Oh my god. No, but that's insane yes. because actually I feel like there are a lot of things like that, mm-hmm. like um, sleep, the food we eat, mm-hmm. that really at a chemi- at a biochemical level might be affecting us and making and might kind of push us to. It might be affecting our uh, behaviors in a particular way or even. Uh, our reactions, like you know, your allergies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or uh, rashes or things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, sleep and diet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, and of course, stress lah. And stress is yes. a big thing now as well. Yes. Yeah. So so yeah, that was that was affecting my sleep uh, when I was a teenager, and uh, uh, so but I fixed it, and mm. uh, so so yeah, that's how I got through that. <laughs> right and so uh college justin was college justin wanted to become a media mogul no college justin was doing theater no to acting be, to be fair i'll get into that right <clears throat> to be fair you got to remember that youtube was was uh, founded in 2006 yeah, yeah yeah that was when i was about 14 that's your um niga higa uh <laughs> uh uh, what Wong uh, Wong Fu? Yeah, Wong Fu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. That was my teenage years, yes. Basically, yeah. It started. In, it started in 06, mm. but it only got popular in what seven oh eight oh nine. Right. Yeah. So, so no, uh, because uh, I only I only got to college when in oh five. So, so there's no such thing as being a YouTuber or anything mm. or any kind of online fame 
because there wasn't an Instagram either. Mm. So so it didn't exist at that time. So uh, at that point, um, uh, I knew I knew that uh, I like to I like to, I like to have creative pursuits. So uh, I went into advertising. I studied advertising. You you were looking at Friendster. You were looking at MSN Messenger. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> old school MSN. You, you were using. You were looking at LimeWire. LimeWire, <laughs> Kazaa, shit like that. It was Aries? It was the other one, right? Aries, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's like, uh, come on. Kids will never understand. Kids won't understand, Kids man. Kids will yeah. never understand. Please don't be a virus. Whoever Please understands, <laughs> y'all broke the law. <laughs> Kids will never understand that jarring sound. <laughs> Oh my god, the jarring sound, yeah. Please, kids won't un- uh, understand why this the safe icon uh, is shaped like that. Right. Yeah. Why is why is what is this square with the circle in the middle? You know, yeah, like, yeah. What is this, what does the safe icon mean? Yeah. So we know what it means. You kids will never know. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So so what were you doing in college then? I uh, mm. you what were how what were your creative pursuits then? Uh, I think I was still music, making music at the time. Mm. Um, all the way up until my uh, the end of uni, and uh, and yeah, advertising itself, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was um, it was something that I was interested in, uh, and uh, it was something that my, my my dad was in, and my brother, my older brother was in as well. Right. Um, I'm usually the contrarian in my family, but not, but but as far as advertising as a field study goes, I was interested. That's right, like, oh, right. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I went for it. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. So so uh, event eventually, as I got into my got into my working days, uh, I I found my love for writing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've already I've already been writing for for many years as uh, as I was writing my the lyrics to my songs, mm. some poetry if I feel like it. I mean, very little. It's lame. Mm. Uh, so 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 I uh, so I got into creative writing. So and I fell in love with uh, eventually fell in love. I mean, this is fast forward to to my mid twenties now. Uh, mm. uh, with uh, screenwriting. So so uh, writing writing movies is a craft that I I wanna I wanna get get into on on the side if i have time what 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 were the movies you were watching that was was kind of pushing you forward to get into the industry Oof. uh i mean i mean besides um, chipla besides yeah. <laughs> chipla was very inspirational to me uh dude i, I watched yeah. chipla the other day and it is good man right it's good right? it's genuinely good one yeah. is it really dude finas needs if finas has some sort of uh, catalog f- like in terms of the history of movies, and you want to capture the nineties, mm-hmm. Chipla is a seminal sort of like nineties movie. Uh, Chipla came out in 06, by the way. I uh, yeah, it came out in 06, but it has the nineties sort of feel. Right, right, right. right. I mean, yeah. like you know, it yeah. feels very like punk rock kind of like. Yeah, that's Kai, That's very Kaibaha. That's yeah. that's so him. Yeah, <laughs> you know the the language, the the things that we were wearing. Some mm. of those places, like I think Kai told me as well, some of those places don't even exist anymore. Oh my right? gosh! Some yeah. some of the places the places yeah. it was shot, mm. and uh, it was really funny. Chipla was really really funny. It's good, right? And when you like, I was telling Kai when you put Chipla uh, with Kickflip together, you watch it together. Mm-hmm. It's really really cool because it's almost like the first story is the story about a boy who doesn't want to grow up. And then the second story is about the the who the, has to grow up the man who has to grow up. Oh, that's so cool! That's and it's the same character, you know. Interesting observation. It's jo- the same Joe, right? Joe is the same character. I asked him that. Is it the same character? He said yes. Oh my god! I did not. I did Isn't not know cool? this. Isn't that's that cool? That's so cool. Very astute, my friend. <laughs> and then I'm really proud of this. I pointed out something to him mm-hmm. that he didn't realize. 
Oh, what's up? Okay. What's that? So basically, in Chipla, his girlfriend, who is kind of the bitch kind of character, is named Lisa. Yes. In the second movie, a similar type of character, but she's a different character because in the first movie, Chipla, Lisa is uh, Malay. Yes. In uh, Kickflip, Lisa is Chinese. Yes. But they're both the bitch type character. Ah. They're oh. both, the, and they both had, so in the Malay Lisa dated Joe, that Chinese Lisa also dated Joe in the past. Oh. So then I, I asked Kai, who the heck is Lisa? <laughs> who is this Lisa that hurt you? And then he was like, damn, I didn't even realize that. I think like Lisa is the amalgamation of all the people, all the girls <laughs> <laughs> very cool all right yeah and so yeah, like yeah, i yeah. think um he told me that umake umapagan uh dubbed uh chipla and kickflip two of uh he's calling it a ttdi trilogy i think i read that article yeah yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's so there's gonna be a third one so i told kai there has to be a lisa in the third one as well oh there gosh. has to be a lisa for yeah. continuity yeah I make her indian or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> just to, let's just get it all out yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so cool. So you, besides Chipla, what were you watching? At the time. Mm. Well, at the time, at the time the uh yeah, what I really enjoyed was uh The Matrix, uh Memento, right. Um some uh, some anime um which I don't watch anymore. Uh uh so so yeah. And 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 it really culminated, uh, uh, you know, that that really began my love for for my, my pursuit into screenwriting was the Dark Knight, right? That came out in 08. So uh, so yeah, fantastic uh, trilogy. It was, oh, mm. yeah. So it was it was sublime. So um, yeah, those were the movies that kind of uh, kind of formulated. I my still taste think in that Heath Ledger's Joker is the the best Joker, hands down. Um, I I think so. Yeah, I think even people say like Joaquin Phoenix, but I really think that Heath Ledger's Joker was much better. I mean, not mm -hmm. different, different, but I just feel in terms of capturing that genuine comic Joker, yep. and also sort of sort of like um, interpreting it in a, in like a real modern type of context. I okay. feel like Heath Ledger's Joker was spot on. Heath Ledger's Joker is, uh, uh, yeah, it's a revolution for sure at the time. But I would argue mm. that um, we've come to a point where there's going to be new Batman's and new Jokers, sure. and we're gonna and we're gonna have an argument of uh, who's the best. The same way we argue about who's the best James Bond, Sean Connery, and, and there, you, there you go. <laughs> and it is okay for people to have, have their own yeah. favorite James Bonds and their own yeah. favorite Jokers because you watch the movies also at different times in your life, exactly. and so you attach it differently. Exactly. Like I will, I for me. Spider-Man will always be Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Just because I still remember, I can remember the day I watched the trailer mm -hmm. in the cinema because those days, yeah. you watch trailers in cinemas, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I still remember the feeling as a, a kid, la, you know, seeing that scene of him on the ceiling and the one blood drop dropping. Oh, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. that one blood drop drops and, and uh, because of the, hide himself. what's the villain's name? Um, the Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Yeah, what's the actor? He's in. Uh, oh man, I talk about him all the time. Yeah, He's yeah. in Aquaman now. Willem uh, Dafoe. William yeah, Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So William Dafoe. Is ding, ding ding ding! Hundred points. <laughs> 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 you, 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 your. I can see now why you you wanted to do a movie writing or <laughs> script writing. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that that blood drop, right? And I still remember that like, the excitement that I felt and the thrill. Mm. And so for me, of course, Tobey Maguire is always going to be my Spider Man. But you yeah. know, the younger generation. The, the kids now they are watching uh, 
um the the you know the Andrew Garfields and the what's the young guy's name? I can't remember. Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Yes. Yeah. Damn, my name's yeah. Like, but yeah, Tom Holland. So and that's fine as well. I I, I agree with fine. you. I think I think you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you're watching all these movies. You start going to script writing. You also is this also about the time you start doing YouTube videos? <laughs> yes, I dabble with us uh, uh, YouTube videos uh, in. Uh, Oh, when I was in uni in 08, I those were super silly. You know, it's just <laughs> just a kid experimenting with uh, uh, video, uh, videography, video editing, and uh, you know, it was kind of the wild west in YouTube back then. So, yeah. I um, so yeah, I, I had my fun in that, and uh, um, so yeah, I, I I but I didn't I didn't invest too much into it at the time. So so uh, no, uh, I did not. To to answer your original question, I, I did not actually wanted to become a media mogul <laughs> until I started Kinedia. All right. So when did this whole when what was the when was the first time you thought about Kinedia? Okay. Uh, so uh, originally, mm. um, Kinedia uh, three or four years ago when I when you first started. It was it was uh, it was something else. It was originally something that I, I wanted to model after BuzzFeed. Right. I wanted I wanted it to become a viral video ma- machine, so to speak. Yeah. To truly describe it. I mean, that would have made sense yeah. for you because it's sort of bringing all your strengths together, right? It would have been the sort of the advertising, the design, the script writing, all your. So yes. It would have made sense for you to do something like that. Yes. Yes. That's a, that's a that's a sharp uh, observation. So yes, uh, it is a. Uh, it is a uh, combination of all my 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 uh, many of my skill sets, my interests, mm. uh, and so I so I so I went for it, and uh, and for a time I uh, I did manage to uh, to go viral a few times. Mm. Um, so, uh, but I did not I did not uh, push that uh, as as much as I could mm. forward because number one I didn't uh, I didn't have any capital. Uh, to make to consistently make stuff, uh, and number two, uh, as time goes by, uh, what I what I eventually noticed that was uh, it is ha- ha- being able to create viral videos that goes viral on Facebook ha- has uh, dropped in value over time. Uh, meaning, yeah, meaning to say that um, being not only is it getting hard, it got harder to do. To make uh, the to to reach a, a million views on Facebook, number two, it's uh, it has less and less value. Meaning, meaning to say that I could not, um, you know, if I want to make like a, a sponsored content or anything, the uh, that has less and less value now. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because because uh, not only did they change their algorithm to make to make uh, this kind of viral things uh, uh, get harder, and number two, the there's. There's so much more other voices now. So yeah. much pages created, videos created. So they're all. This is a sea of uh, content trying to vie for your attention. Yeah, and that that made it even harder. Number three, I think the uh, uh, from from what from my perspective, uh, the the advertisers uh, got got a little uh, wary about that uh, about paying like a third third party person to 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 make something that's published on the third party. 
uh, third party channel. Mm. Uh, some people, some people do that. Some people still do that. Uh, but but uh, many of them prefer to publish stuff on their own channel because mm. they want their own channel. Like for example, KFC's own channel, Milo's own channel. Yeah. That to have their own visibility, so they yeah. prefer that. So so because the, technically, if you do like a KFC kind of promo on your own channel, you would be getting traction. It is also to some extent self serving. Because mm. you would be attracting people who are also interested in KFC, which would be a lot of people mm. to come onto your channel. Yeah, they want that. That's what they want. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So, uh, so even if there are these uh, YouTubers, influencers, well, a lot of times what happens is that they will hire these people as talents in their own stuff, commercials or or content that is published on their own channels. So, so, uh, so there's more of that. Um, so 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 that's why okay uh, I uh, I had to pivot. Uh, well okay no 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 uh, I did not no no okay that wasn't my thought thought process that my thought process was oh okay because of that I had to pivot no no yeah I, I just left it alone right uh, and then and then for and then for a short time I did uh, uh, I did a I did a talk show on Canadia because I was bored I just want to do something I okay want, I wanted to I wanted to speak to uh, some interesting people in my life yeah. And why was not I not called? Why? Because I haven't heard, heard of you at the time. Fair point. Yeah. So let's make a mm. let's make a sequel to that talk show, man. Okay. Yeah, I haven't I haven't recorded any episodes mm-hmm. since, but uh, mm. so um, so okay. So as for the as as for the movie streaming platform, uh, how it began was uh, this was uh, this was something last year. Uh, I noticed that um, because of the because of the pandemic. Uh, that the the studios in America they had they had to do something to adapt because they couldn't exhibit any of the movies on the cinemas. Mm. So what they had to do was uh, to go straight to streaming. That's what they did with Trolls, yeah. Trolls Two. That's what they did with Bill and Ted, Mulan, with Mulan. Yeah. So 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 that's what they did. And then and then Warner Brothers, uh, you know, announced that they did, they're going to put up their entire 2021 slate. On HBO, Snyder Cut with the Snyder, excluding the Snyder Cut. Uh, so, 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 uh, so I thought like, hmm, that's interesting. Then I thought, what are we doing? Mm. What are Malaysian studios doing? Mm. Nothing that I've heard. Mm. So then I thought, it, I thought about it even more. Uh, and then, and then what I realized was, uh, even, even in non-pandemic times, even before before uh, COVID nineteen. You have you have a Malaysian made movie, right? Mm. Uh, we come up with like two dozen, just about two dozen uh, local movies a year. So it comes out in the cinemas, and then after that, uh, where do they go? Right, it'll get picked up by say Astro First, or iFlix, or View, or any of these streaming channels. Netflix, if you're really good. Netflix, that's another one as well. Yes, so. Um, they they'll pick it up, but here's the thing: they don't pick all of them. Mm. They don't buy all the movies that came out in the cinemas. Definitely not the indie films, love. The, and and definitely not the indie ones. Yeah, and even if they do, they would only hang on to it for like say a year or two. Right. So uh, you know, depending on their agreement. So what happens after that? Mm-mm-mm. There is no DVD market anymore. So. These movies have nowhere to go. So what happens? What happens is that eventually the studios themselves will upload it on YouTube. 
which is a real, real waste. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, a whole feature film uploaded on YouTube, you know, uh, e- and it's either uploaded by the studios or by the pirates. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> the pirates have gone to YouTube. They, they go everywhere. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I feel that that's a waste. It's a waste uh, for both the studios not being able to have, to have a space to uh, exhibit this stuff and also for the audiences whose only option is to go to the pirates. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that's not cool. You know, that's, that's, that's a real waste. So, yeah. so I, I saw a gap in that. Then I thought, fuck it. Let me see what I can do about it. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're doing is really, really important and, and great because like for me, I don't really consume uh, local movies. I think partly because, again, I think maybe it's ac- accessibility. Like you don't really go mm. to the cinema to watch Malay films, like mm. at least for, for my circles, right? Mm. And so I guess having easier sort of platforms like this where you can go to a place and you can skim through and look and then if something looks interesting, you can just pay for it and, uh, and watch it. Yeah. And it, the accessibility makes it more intriguing. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially now that people have phones yeah. more and more. And even like, I think you were talking when you, because I, I heard your your conversation with geeks in Malaysia mm. and even they were giving you like lists of movies that they want to watch but they can't find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and so that that's crazy like, that, that there is this demand, right? Uh, it mm. might be as of now a small group but there is still a demand and where there's a small demand, there's potential for growth, right? For sure. I mean, I mean, like, uh, if just because these uh, movies are made for less than a million doesn't mean they're bad. So I believe they still deserve a, uh, a chance to be seen. So that, then, but, but the thing is, uh, you know, the Astro first Netflix, I mean, I mean, I don't blame them. It's not their fault for yeah. not picking up all these movies. Yeah. It really is, it isn't. So, I mean, they have the complete right to choose only the, the only the glossiest, uh, choose only the highest grossing movies. Sure. That's fine. So, what I'm doing is, uh, uh, I'm, I'm providing an alternative. Yeah. You know, for these movies that, uh, you know, for if you're, uh, you're already seen your police evos, sure, now enjoy these other selections. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of it is also education, right? And I don't mean it in like a, a fluffy way. I mean, like, sometimes they're really good, there's really good content out there. It's just that we don't know about it. And yeah. the moment we can start like letting people, getting the word out and like utilizing all these channels now that are available, right? Yeah. All these, yeah. we don't have the, the separations anymore. We can just send out, instead of so freely Western media coming here. Yeah. I mean, the barriers are so, now you can watch anything from America almost instantaneously. Like yes. the last time you had to wait, right? <laughs> and so now yeah. it feels like we are buying, we are consuming more Western products, which yeah. is insane, yeah. right? Yeah. But we could use all these freeing sort of platforms or this, um, we could use advances in technology to actually educate uh, ourselves about like what the the what's going on in the local scene. Mm. And you might just be surprised that, like for example, I was really surprised with Chipla. Mm. You know, and I was really surprised su- surprised with Kickflip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they might not be movies for everybody, but do, they were genuinely good movies, mm-hmm. right? And uh, for me, because I was doing the podcast, it kind of pushed me to tr- to, to just consume. Yeah. And so it was a pleasant surprise. But I wonder how many other people 
would have a similar experience right if they could um just just watch the, these movies and m- maybe from there they'll be more attracted to to local media yeah it's desire and distribution right mm. so you have uh these uh western movies that you mentioned that uh, people will get into um yes they can watch it instantly because of the distribution we have so many ways to to access to those. consume we yeah. have we have netflix we have uh, google play I- itunes or um or movie, we have we have all these all these options, and so and uh, so and 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 I just want to say I'm not I'm definitely not going to put down Western media. I love the movies that I watch for sure. You know, I I, I grew up watching those movies, and I love yes. things like the Snyder Cut. I mean, these uh, I think American movies, even Korean uh, media, yes, are kind of um, they are the forefront of what we are doing with filmmaking and. Mm-hmm even with all the TV series that they are churning out, right? Yeah. But uh, for me, it's also like, we have to recognize as a community now that we want to see uh, Malaysian movies and Malaysian series as well. And if as a country, as a community, we want that, we have to invest in, like, if there is a Kai Baha in Malaysia, right? There is a Kai Baha in Malaysia. And I know that he's good. I need to, I almost have a more, it's going to sound so funny. I almost have like a societal responsibility to support Kai, right? To make, to help him to produce because uh, he has something to say and we need to support him. Because yes. if we don't, then there's going to be so many uh, individuals that are going to come out and they're going to see no opportunities and that's going to deter them from creating content. They're going to go into the corporate structure. You, uh, yes, it's that's very noble of you to be able to. Uh, yes, uh, I'm not saying I'm going to give him like a thousand bucks a month, but guy. maybe <laughs> I'll watch these movies. You know, yes. I give him a platform. Whatever I can do, la. We have our Kai Bahas and our James Lee's, uh, hmm. uh, using parts of the of the country, and uh, yes, uh, uh, they have they have talent for sure. Even sometimes our authors do like a. Uh, Talk about your Tash uh, Tash or uh, uh, what's that guy Tan uh, Tan Tuang? I can't remember his full name. Uh, oh, what's that book? Garden of the Evening Mists. G- Evening Mists. Who's the author for that? Was that? I can't. I, I can't remember the young Christian. Author. Google this. I can't remember the author, but I, I'm on it. I saw it. <laughs> I saw that in cinemas. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. What, what's the name of the book? But you know, it's crazy. Like these 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 books. Mm-hmm. that have become movies or, or series yeah. um, the books are good right they are like book pri- Booker Prize winners right mm. and they're Malaysian authors mm. but they barely have a following in Malaysia we don't read that's true but we don't read especially those kind of books especially those kind of books yeah You're right yeah and uh, again like those guys are great authors you know like they're they've been interna- internationally recognized as great authors mm-hmm. and we don't support them we don't invest in them the so sorry yeah the garden of the evening mist was written by tan tuan eng yeah tan that's tuan. it and he's a recipient of the man asian literary prize and the first malaysian author to win the walter scott prize for historical fiction yeah and first malaysian to be shortlisted for the man booker prize man booker prize yeah he was nice. shortlisted yeah which right. is a feat you know it's a feat That's what, what about uh, Tasho? How do I spell that? T A S H space A A W. Tash or mm. is a guy <laughs> who lives in London. Yeah, I think he studied law. But he was born in Taipei, studied in University of Cambridge. Um, 
He won like his achievements. His first normal novel, The Harmony Silk Factory, um, was published in two thousand five. He was paid five hundred thousand pounds for that novel. Yeah, and yeah, he was shot. He was long listed for the Man Booker Prize in two thousand five, and the Whitbread Book Awards mm. in two thousand five as well. Mm. Yeah, so if we had more. We if we utilize you know if you go on their Instagram I can bet you their followers will be definitely less than five thousand for sure I'm it might even be less than a thousand. Well, to be fair, Instagram is a very visual medium. That's so true. Authors have no place in Instagram. Maybe Twitter. I think yeah, Twitter is a better platform mm. for them. Okay, let's check it out. Shall we do an experiment? Let's see. Let's see what the following is like. <laughs> can you check Twitter? See what their following is like. All right, Christian. But yeah, I guess my point is. Um, I think what you're doing is great because Thank again, you. it's giving a platform for um, um, local content creators to to showcase their stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm I I I have a feeling that in the long run, you are also looking at eventually creating content and putting it on 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 Kinidia. I would be, see that I would see that as the next uh, step. That would be that would be the dream. I mean, uh, yeah. like like how I described in uh, Geeks in Malaysia. I mean, yeah. uh, the creative side of me would be like, yes, yes, make shit. I got so many ideas. <laughs> Please, yeah. originals. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the 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 it, it needs to make business sense. Yeah, for definitely. sure. Yeah. So so I so as much as I would enjoy doing that, uh, I want to I want to come to a, a situation where okay, if it makes if it makes fiscal sense to make originals, then yes, I would love to do it. So this whole process has it been more of a creative endeavor or more of a business endeavor? It's a business endeavor for sure. So no, no, none of the creative was the creativity because you seem to have a real good balance of creativity of mm. uh, pursuing uh, creative in- endeavors mm-hmm. and also this type of um, sort of uh, getting into the nitty gritties of the mechanical side, right? So yes, um, in, in with Kinidia, was there an outlet for your creativity as well, or was it just purely getting getting the job done? I mean, I mean, uh, what I built for Kinidia so far. Hmm. I mean, creativity has very little to do with it, yeah. Because because it is because uh, the the it's it's a streaming platform. Yeah, I'm an exhibitor. You're you're creating a product, like basically, right? To with to to fulfill a specific function. A medium, yes. To mm. to, uh, to to perform that function. So so uh, if anything, uh, if if anything, uh, there will only be a room for uh, creativity for me. If I were to give myself the role of creative producer when it comes to making originals, mm. but you know that have a few things that have to happen first in order for that to for that circumstance to happen. Manila, mm. um, because that's you, the you, you, part, you, yes. you, 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 it seems that you are pretty connected to the the various uh, scenes, la. So I don't think it's a problem of connections. It's more a problem of like getting the the financial backings la. it's not just not just having access to capital mm. but knowing that the capital is going to a good place right so if I were to if I were to take that capital and if I'm going to make originals yeah like so so the, the the question is that whether this amount of money spent is better spent on uh, making an original or uh, licensing something that exists already. Right. So you're saying that even if you could, even if you had a great story, you had the people to do it and you had the money to back it, mm-hmm. it might not be prudent to do it because it might not have a market. 
Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying uh, it's the concept of opportunity costs. Okay. If I spend it here instead, uh, then I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be able to uh, license this this movie that already exists. What if this movie is better? Not only better, but also uh, people like it more, and people uh, have it has a bigger potential uh, uh, viewership. Yeah. Yeah. So. But of course, uh, uh, it's it's a combination of uh, s- uh, sub- sub- subjective uh, observations and uh, and data. So it's so uh, it's always a certain to a, s- a certain degree uh, a gamble, mm. uh, just a certain degree. So so uh, so when I get to that point, let's say let's say uh, uh, let's say I somehow get capital somewhere. Mm. somewhere somehow let's say for example uh i hit the lottery or i get an investor or you know i was digging at the ground i found a big treasure chest bigger one bigger than that one <laughs> doesn't matter how i found it let's say let's say yeah. I, I got money in and i wanted to spend it on canadia so that's that then that is a choice i have to, i have to make yeah i get what you're saying so yeah. you, you if you get that money chest you find the money it's about using the money that would reap you the most returns like or that would be yes. the best way to use the money for the fullest effect like. yes yes yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying i get yeah. what you're saying yeah Mm. even though the creative Justin Wong would be like please make originals <laughs> I got so many ideas <laughs> yeah so 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 yeah but it, it has to make business sense why did you choose to do a pay-per-view instead of uh, a subscription sort of model so I'm uh, so Kennedy has two sections right, right. it's pay-per-movie and free with advertising okay and Chipla was free, was, uh, yeah. free with ads Kickflip was uh, pay-per-movie yeah typically for the newer movies now the reason why I don't want to make a subscription model is uh, because I I a couple of things I wanted I wanted it to be uh, because it's a new entity Kennedy as a new entity as in as in uh, it's not a household name. As opposed mm. to Astrola, right? That's the on other side of the spectrum where everyone knows Astro. Nobody knows Kinidia in the beginning. I wanted it to be as easily ex- accessible as possible. Right. Yeah, as frictionless as possible. Yeah. So that's why I did not develop an app. Right. You you click on a link, it bloody opens on your browser and you play. Just mm. like YouTube. I just want I wanted to make it accessible. And, uh, so you don't have to like create an account or anything like that. You don't for the for the free movies at yeah, least. Yeah. You don't have to create an account. You don't have to subscribe. You don't have to put in your email address or anything like that. Yeah. Click on it, you get it. Yeah. That's what I want for the audiences. And so so part part of the pursuit of making it frictionless uh, is to also uh, make it uh, uh, non-committal. Yeah, I I don't want to ask anyone to like hey. Uh, uh, pay ten ringgit every month, mm. you know. So, so that that in itself is already a decision. Like, like, uh, do I want to pay ten ringgit every month? No matter how low it is, even if it's five ringgit every month, mm. it is still a commitment. Lima ringgit setiap bulan, Yeah. So it's 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 a decision to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 secondly, um. Other subscriptions exist. Uh, you know, you, you got 
uh, Netflix, iFlix, Disney Plus view. You wanted to differentiate yourselves from from what they were offering as well. Like. I wanted to complement what right, they have. Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah. So I wanted to coexist with them. I don't want to replace them. Right. Uh, uh, and because because uh, we 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 should have our Netflixes. We should have a view. You know, uh, and and you know, I'm very happy to have them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, I wanted Kinidia to coexist with them. You know, okay, you enjoy those kind of stuff, but if you want to try these selections, here it is. This, it's your option right here, sitting waiting. No, for no, you. I mean that's really smart, lah. And you might mm. even through that. I mean, because because they won't perceive it as a threat to a certain extent. Mm, yeah, so no. you build relationships, right? Um, but, not really. A relationship. Eventually, like <laughs> eventually, in the long run, lah. Um, you'll be you'll be uh relationships uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see no I mean like for example you could meet someone like for, from Netflix for example right and who's handling like their Asian distribution mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and then they might not because I mean this happens in the, the legal industry right you get a case a brief and you're not able to do it for whatever reason oh I see you know, like you call your friend hey dude you want to take this file la? take la it's quite a good case you know you can just charge this fee blah 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 pop and you just send it over to them sometimes you get commission sometimes you don't whatever I see, I see. so you know you build these relationships and because you're not fighting for the same sort of fish, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you're coexisting. You, mm-hmm. you might open up doors for for things to happen. You never know, right? You might get past a particular movie or, 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 or I mean, I don't know how it works, but I'm- Right. You know. I, I'm expecting uh, Kinidia's relationship with uh, with uh, Netflix mm. to take it the form of- uh, uh, I, I understand the scenario that you just painted, uh, yeah. but unfortunately, I don't, I don't think- Mm-hmm. I don't think that will apply here. It's it's more of it's more like uh uh Raju's Mamak yeah. and Chilis. <laughs> they okay. co- they coexist, but right. they don't talk each they don't talk to each other. Right. Yeah. The people who go to, you know, people can sometimes go to Chili, sometimes go to Mamak. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. The people who work at Raju's Mamak right. can still can go to Chili's once in a while and, sure, sure, and sure. vice versa. But you, know? you never know, dude. Okay. To take your own analogy, maybe Raju's mama and um, um, Chili's uh, share a common uh, supplier, <laughs> vegetables, right? <laughs> You'd be surprised, dude. You'd be surprised. <laughs> but I get what you're okay. saying. Like, I get what you're saying. Mm, like. Okay. All right. I'll keep an open mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, okay, if, on Kinidia, mm-hmm. if you were talking to someone, anybody, mm-hmm. what would be the Three must-watch movies on Canadia. Three must-watch movies on Canadia. Yeah, and this doesn't mean you're dissing any of the other movies. I'm sure there are a lot sure, of good sure. movies. But, you know, limited time, right? Mm-hmm. So, top three and in order. Okay. Um, well, I have a selection of about, about uh, excuse me. Um, the selection of movies on Canadia right now stands at about, about 20. Right. So, uh, it's it's uh picking three out of twenty. It's a <laughs> it's a kind of a big percentage already. Uh, but sure. okay, but, then we can lessen it. One movie. <laughs> you have one shot. You have one shot to to, to impress imp- <laughs> impress this particular person. Let's oh. let's call this person. What should we call him? Let's call him Hafiz lah. Huh? Okay, Hafiz. So Hafiz comes to you. Is I'm not sure lah, you know. So <laughs> okay. okay, tell me one movie I'll watch it and I'll yeah. see lah whether worth it or not. I mean, um, being 
being uh, having to fill the shoes of a head of a streaming platform, yeah. I have to be impartial, right? Right. I mean, right. I love to I love to diss movies as much as I like. <laughs> Believe me, I love to diss all the shit movies or whatever. But but uh, but uh, at the same, you, you can always whack the ones who like Snyder Cut. You can always whack lah. No, it shouldn't be an issue, right? No, no. I I uh, I I have to, I have to remain impartial. So for all movies. Yes, I have to remain impartial. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, my my inner monologue can be like, "Oh, this movie is shit," mm. but but you know, I can't. <laughs> so but you're the, telling me? I'm trying to think of a damn bad movie now. What's a damn bad movie? Oh my gosh! What's a really sucky movie? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. All right. Oh, you're Give you're telling me, me. if me. you watch, someone me. says. Uh, hey Justin um, I, I really need to watch a good movie and I was thinking of watching Legally Blonde 2 okay uh, do you think that's a good choice okay what would you say you, you say would you say I'm going to be impartial I'm going to say how much are you paying for it <laughs> yeah uh, so, <laughs> if you watch it for a 199 okay la, right <laughs> yeah okay okay here's okay here's the thing right. okay we can uh uh we can talk about how, until the cows come home about how this movie is better than that movie. Yeah. So I think I was really fair to Legally Blonde. Though. I said like Legally Blonde too. I recognize the Legally the first Legally Blonde movie was uh, was entertaining. Yeah. I just think Legally Blonde two was really really bad, irrespective of your taste, lah. Okay. I mean, you know, even if you're into like th- those kind of movies, I think Legally Blonde 2 was a... Did, did you watch Legally Blonde 2? No, I did not. <laughs> it, did, I don't know why, like, it just came to my mind. Like, it probably one of the early bad movies I watched in my life. Did it make money? It made, yeah, 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 I think it did. Yeah, that means yeah. some people liked it. Well, no, you can you watch... See you see what you, I'm getting at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. If you at least, <laughs> least break even, yeah. that means some people saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so... Uh, you, uh, it could be bad, uh, subjectively bad. If you if you were to look at it in terms of uh, oh, how is it contributing to cinema? How is it uh, 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 calling out to society's issues or whatever? You know, by those respects, okay, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. But people want to turn off their brain for a couple of hours. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know. Or you could have like a really controversially bad movie, and people just watch it for the sake of it being bad to oh, see how bad it is. Right? Like the room. <laughs> yeah, like the room. Like the room, yeah, yeah. Uh what are the good movies that mm. I mean bad badly good movies? I don't know, man. Was there a movie that I watched to see how bad it was? <laughs> I'm sure there is, but I can't remember now. Okay. Right. So yeah. what I'm trying to get at is yeah. that um um watch all of the movies on Canadian. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Uh, I will call a movie bad right. if if it doesn't do any of the following. Okay. A movie's bad if it does not uh if it is not evocative in any way. If it and what I mean is if, if it doesn't evoke an emotion. If if it makes me laugh, cry, right, scared, right, uh intrigued, if it doesn't do any of these things, then yeah, not great. Right. Or number two, if it does not educate me on anything. Like, oh, okay. Okay, that's really smart that you said that because when you said the first first criteria, I was thinking, well, documentaries don't really fit in that that criteria. Mm. But then you followed up with 
edu- you know, you yes. have to educate me. So there would, your documentaries would be there, yes. right? Okay, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. But so, some fictional movies do that as well. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, the big short, for example. Yeah, so, and some documentaries do make you feel a particular uh, yes, emotion. for sure, for sure. Yeah. You know? uh, so uh, if it doesn't make me feel, if it doesn't make me think, uh, then then that's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I watched the I watched the Avengers. It made me feel feel feel, feel what oh, oh uh excitement from all the action action is going on. Is feeling is feeling that the movie sucks a feeling? Uh disgust is a negative feeling, so yes. It's still a feeling. The, <laughs> no, but if, if it's disgust but uh not but uh but inadvertently discussed then right. yes it's bad yeah but yeah. if the filmmaker wants to discuss you yeah then it's brilliant if then it's intentional the, then yeah it's if it's brilliant. intentional then yeah. yes then yeah right 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 yeah so yeah, uh, yeah I definitely I definitely get I get what you're, you're saying there are movies that are like super bland mm. it's like watery porridge almost yeah if it's if it's bland, then it's just meh. It's like uh, eating plain rice. Sure, it fills you up, but you know mm. what? What is it really? You know. Mm. So that was how I would define a bad movie. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Okay, I know this is a bit of a pivot, but you were talking about um, the original conception of Canadia being this sort of platform, and yes. all of the the difficulties with churning out, um, churning out. Um, what did you call it? Huh? You know, you, churning out hits, lah, mm-hmm. right? Uh, churning out viral clips or videos or whatever, right? Yep. yep. And so it is. I find the conversation quite interesting because, you know, as like producing a podcast and trying to put things on YouTube, yep. You learn all these sort of weird, weird things that you never thought about. Like one, which is good advice that I got, but it, I really had no idea was. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I can't remember. Someone told me that always. Be consistent with your YouTube videos. Mm-hmm, yes. Like, make sure you do it. If you're doing it once a week, do it ev- once a week all the time. Yep. Because the moment you stop, then the algorithm stops working for you. And you have to almost start back from scratch. Yep. So the more you're producing, and the more the algorithm in, like will promote you. Yep. And it's something I really had no idea, yep. you know, no conception of. And it's just mm-hmm. like really weird. And I also think a lot about how content creators now have so much of pressure to create viral uh, things, right? Yep. And it makes them sometimes come off as really weird. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? It feels like they're trying sometimes too hard. And and sometimes, uh, it li- as and especially as years or time passes, they become, it feels like a disconnect. They almost feel like out of touch, you know, because they're still trying to create that viral content that did it for them, and and it's just not not working anymore. And yes, yeah, well, what worked for them in the beginning mm. may not keep working in the future. Yeah. So um, that's rather unfortunate to see these people having to try things that they want that they're not comfortable with, or you know, and or try too hard. Or it's weird because this is their rice bowl. Um. So uh. <laughs> they so they kind of are in the awkward position of being a type of caught jester yeah you know in a way <laughs> yeah it's like you know perform for me monkey perform oh, for me oh gosh um that's that's a bit reductionary but uh, but <laughs> yeah. i'm but I, I i know what you're trying to illustrate yeah um, um and i'm not tra- are... i'm not throwing shade at all at these youtubers because like i said i sympathize because mm. you know you have a talent but then people kind of 
pigeonhole you or peghole you to a particular thing mm-hmm. and then you grow up and you have responsibilities and mm-hmm. then suddenly you're stuck. Yeah. And you're like, shit, what can I do? And people don't want to, it's very difficult for people to see you in a different, you know, if mm. you came up doing a particular accent, mm. you know, that's your gimmick. You do a particular accent and then you try something else, people don't like it. You do the same thing, people are bored because it's the same thing and it's outdated. You, you, you can't please everyone. Yeah, You really true. can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When uh, when the Force Awakens come up comes out, you're like, oh, it's too similar with uh, with a uh, New Hope, and then like then the, then the eighth one is like, oh, here's something completely different, yeah. Well, oh, it's too different, like. Oh. Okay, but Star Wars is a sensitive subject yeah. for me because I I don't I get people say that a lot, like oh, they don't know what they want. No lah, like it's not that. It's like I think whether it was the first movie or the third movie. Sorry, whether it's the first movie or the second movie, it is more like the fans didn't feel like any, like no, it felt like no thought was put into it. Mm-hmm. Either way, you know, okay. it felt like when they followed it, you know what, you know what makes a good uh, adapt uh, adaptation. Mm-hmm. It's when you capture the spirit of like the book, mm-hmm. and then you translate it into onto the screen. Yep. Yep. Uh, but when you don't capture that so it could be a completely different story like Narnia for example mm-hmm. I always like to use the example of Narnia because yeah, yeah. it didn't really follow the books okay. but it really nicely captured the spirit of the books yeah. and yeah. so you vibe with it right yeah, yeah, yeah. but then some uh, adaptations they just butcher the spirit of it yeah. and so people get upset yes you know you, I, I, know, I know that you were just using it as an illustrative yes. point lah, but yes. I, was, I was quite disappointed about Star Wars oh well you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, Kai was talking to me about this exact same thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because okay. his position is more like, you know, he is an interesting position. He's saying like, look, we're just the consumers, right? These guys are the professionals. Yep. Now, they're going to create something. You're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. It's all made up anyway. Yep. You don't have to take things so personally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's basically his Absolutely, point. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, don't worry, lah. There'll be a next Star Wars. If that's good, that's good. If not, it's not. It's yeah. not the freaking end of the world. You don't have to like go on YouTube and cry about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes they cry about it just for the attention as well. You know, enough, sometimes yeah. they like to be the contrarian so that they can be retweeted, can be reposted, so that yeah. they can, you know, oh look at me, I hate Star Wars. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, some are like that. Some have value. Yeah, like yeah. some people. I mean, people used to shit on the prequels. All you know. Yeah. A lot. Yes. But now suddenly the prequels are making a comeback. Like people are like, you know, <laughs> suddenly the prequels are looking a little bit better. I'm like, what the heck? It's weird. Because I yeah. personally grew up with the prequels, so I've, yeah. I've always liked the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's a bit funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the prequels, uh, I, I started with the prequels when I was a kid. So yeah. that was my first uh, experience of Star Wars. So, yeah. Uh, uh, but, but regarding YouTube, like you were saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing is that um, we've come to a point where there are so many YouTubers, mm. so much content, so many videos that uh, that it becomes that much harder to make uh, to to reach a million views. Mm. Because if you look at the numbers, the numbers don't make sense. The mm. numbers don't make sense. If if the the growth let's say let's say the growth of a uh, uh, viewership on YouTube is growing this much, but the number of videos avail- available on YouTube goes up even faster. Mm, mm, you know, mm, mm, mm. so 
more content than viewers, mm. then that means that's even harder to get a million views. Yeah. And even so, that that reaching a million views, I would argue, it is a false, it is a false uh, goal. It is a false North Star. Yeah. Um, because it's basically a one-hit wonder. La. You like subscribers on your channel would be a more accurate evaluation of your 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 content. Nah. No, even no, no, even even so, hmm. even so, like uh, like uh, I would I, I would I would ask you like uh, okay, uh, why do you want a million views? Why that number? Right. Why do you want a million subscribers? Right. You know, so because because if you if you look at nothing but the numbers. This is specifically for YouTube, right? If you look at nothing but but the numbers, then then uh, you you end up becoming something that uh, like to your point, you have to you end you end up trying to do do things yeah. different different things that uh, that in order to achieve that number. So what then? What is a good metric of success? So yeah, so then because so, I, I think sorry sorry to interrupt you, but this is something sure. that even as podcasters we struggle with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we all are basically most of us are indie podcasters, you would say. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so we do, we come into this. Nobody nobody in Malaysia knows who the hell Roshan Gomez is, right? Mm -hmm. And he has a random podcast, mm -hmm. and so we don't have like crazy type of numbers, mm -hmm. and so and we are not like again we we don't we do it more for passion more for fun, right? Sure. Uh, and hopefully, and also the type of a, a creative outlook, uh, a creative type of um, uh, outlet for yeah. us, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. But then you evaluate, you look for ways to evaluate it and see whether, because you know, you want to make content that people like as well. True. You don't you just want to be talking to yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to, you want to be heard. And if there's nobody listening to you, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. And so that, that's an interesting thing that I've been thinking about. Like, mm -hmm. how do you measure success? How do you measure whether something is not only sustainable, but has the drive to go far mm. right yeah so so what you got to do is that uh, you need to you need to define uh what you want out of the podcast mm. what do you want if 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 let's say if let's say like uh, oh you just want to talk to interesting people and then uh, put out put out uh, an episode every week, and uh, you don't care about how much it makes because you you kept your cost so low so low you can swallow it. Mm. That's fine. Then you can just exist, right? Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Um, uh, but if you want to make money from from YouTube, then the question is: Okay, if money is the goal, then is being a YouTuber the best way to get money? Right, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, so you you need to so you need to ask yourself, why are you doing this? I knew why I did my TV, my, my my silly talk show last year. Mm. I wanted I, I wanted to do something. I was bored, and I knew some interesting people. I like to talk to them, mm. and uh, I was willing to invest a little bit of time and money to to it. Mm. Uh, so you know, if whoever watches it, will watch it. And can people don't, still watch don't, it? It's on still on Kennedy. It's on it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on oh. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, you you don't have to. It's <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I didn't have an ex expectation of oh yeah, I'm gonna get like a YouTube monetization, ten thousand dollars a month, and get some sponsorships. Yeah, kaching. No, no, no. I I knew I wanted wanted to do. You know, so I I did it, and uh, I, uh, 
I did uh, because I shot I shot like all eight of my interviews in in a day, <laughs> because because uh because I hired some people to uh, right. to do up the 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 videography. So, uh, so I mean, uh, I, I take what you want from it, but that's that's my opinion of not that matter. Yeah, right, right. It's it's mm-hmm. it's funny lah. Like even um, th- there's a guy we spoke to. Uh, his name is uh, Shafiq Sajahan. Uh, he runs a, a theater company, mm-hmm. but he he has a he comes from a corporate corporate back, background lah. Mm-hmm. And his philosophy is that look, whatever I create has to be sustainable. Yep. And I have to be able to earn money. And so he's this sort of designed his content mm-hmm. um, to be to, to he has marketed it. Yeah. And he sold it he like his tickets are priced well yep and then he takes his profits because they do make a decent amount of money for the size of the team yep and then they reinvest it in in like they just released the album on spotify okay right great they, they, and now they've just uh, got connected with uh, i can't remember but basically now they become the theater directors for mm-hmm. a festival uh care uh care out mm-hmm. and penjana is pumping money for them to to host this sort of uh festival online yeah you know, and so, but this whole thing of building, uh, uh, taking creative, um, using your creative, uh, your desire to create something, mm-hmm. but also making it sort of sustainable. Right. And and that's, that's an interesting thing. That's a dream. Yeah. That's every creative person's dream. Yeah. To play the guitar, to paint a painting and yeah. pay and be able to make a living out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so now, now uh, the version of that is the podcaster's version of that, the yeah. theater producer's version of that, to be able to make a living out of uh, these creative pursuits, mm. uh, and it's always a challenge, uh, as you can imagine. Mm. Uh, you are so, no, sorry, as you know, right? Now, uh, regarding theater, right? Um, uh, I'm afraid it's all about demand. Uh, I I I hate to I hate to be very uh, I hate to be uh, cynical cynical about this, but uh, but let me preface this from from the fact that uh, I I dabble in theater. Mm. Uh, 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 you you mentioned that just now. You knew you knew I dabble yeah. in theater. This is, was this was uh, I think in my first job. Uh, I mean that's basically I, how you know the geeks lah. That's how I knew the geeks. Yes, uh, I dabble in theater. I uh, did like uh, like three pro- three productions. Mm. Uh, had a blast. Time of my life, mm. um, lo- absolutely loved uh, loved it, and um, and 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 I kind of I get it. I get I, I get the fact that uh, you know uh, that uh, theater uh, theater, especially independent theater, uh, um, uh, filling up the seats uh, is not as easy as we like it to be, right? Yeah. So uh, having said that, I would still argue the fact that. Um, if if audiences don't like theater, they don't do they don't then they don't like theater. Mm. That's it, you know. Um, so so uh, let me give let me, let me give you a, uh, give you an illustration, right? Okay. Um, let's say let's say you want to open a Mexican restaurant, okay. me- Mexican food. Okay, you have the best menu, the best meals, cooked by the best cooks, the best most freshest ingredients. The fairest of prices in the best location ever, mm. but if people don't like to eat Mexican food, right, then the restaurant will never be successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter how good it is made, no matter all these other things lined up, but mm. there is no demand. Malaysians don't like Mexican food. We mm. don't. 
mm. we like uh, well our own version of spicy shit mm. we like our we like our rice our noodles and blah, blah, blah. but then yeah. like even your own pursuits in Canada isn't that a bit like contradictory because in the sense that I mean there are a lot of people that watch Mal- uh, like uh, Malaysian movies yes but it's definitely not like uh, the it's not like the number of people that that consume uh, stuff on Netflix or yes. Netflix or whatever, right? Yes, yes, yes. And so, isn't that a similar sort of argument I can put towards you? Like, okay, uh, for for movies, right? Um, uh, or do you think it's do more? You? Do you think it's more like with movies? It's not that there isn't a demand. It's just that people, pe- once people know about it, then there will be a demand. Is is that it? Okay, look. Um, it's like really deep conversation, man. I mean, <laughs> we can talk about anything you want. I mean, yeah, I like since, it. I like since it. Since you asked, uh, <laughs> I'll get into it. Yeah. yeah um, so, so um, uh, let me tell you about how they do it in Hollywood, right? Mm. Uh, let's say um, these are very big animated movies, Kung Fu Panda, uh, big star movies, big movies, right? Because it costs so much to make. Mm. Like let's say for example, 100 million USD, right? Because it costs so much to make that by necessity, they have to be able to market it to uh, to uh, the four quadrants. They call it four quadrant movies. That means uh, it appeals to all ages. Okay. That you know, if you if you four what four four quadrants four quadrants all right four right, quadrants right, yeah. Right, right. So I thought you said four four cauldrons so sorry, sorry i was like damn yeah. son, i'm like witchcraft stuff going <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. the great reset <laughs> alex jones <laughs> no for uh for quadrants yeah so yeah. by necessity it has to be able to appeal to all ages so that that's why that's why when you watch kung fu panda yeah it is uh designed in such a way that uh, kids can enjoy it in their own level and adults can enjoy it on that level sure yeah so that both both will go into the cinemas and watch mm-hmm. right so so, um, however, not not all uh, expensive movies are able to uh, tell a story as well as they can and still be four quadrants, right? For example, what are the what are the most mindless blockbusters you can think of? Fast and Furious, Transformers. The like most that. minor? Mind, mindless. Oh, mindless. The mindless, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like- it's Transformers the, definitely 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent exactly. mindless, <laughs> but still, people still come out and watch, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so uh, what I'm trying to say is that, um, uh, by making those tentpole movies, they they set out to appeal to as many people as possible. But by doing that, you have to you uh, you're forced to go down to the lowest common denominator. Yeah, meaning uh, meaning your humor has to be cannot be too smart. Your humor cannot be too smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. It has to be palatable for everybody. Has to be palatable, acceptable, accessible, yeah. uh, and and the same. It's, so it's basically just salt, pepper. Don't don't get fancy. Don't get fancy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so they cannot be too nuanced. Right. Uh, even if though even though they want to, right? Especially with the fact that uh, these movies export outside of uh, uh, of America very well mm. they, in fact many of them make a lot more money outside of America than in America itself yeah yeah definitely like, China like, is a huge market exactly exactly uh, for example Tom, Tom Cruise might not be um, a star icon in America anymore but he's definitely an icon in China 
Oh, really? Tom Cruise? Yes, oh, man. That's, that's they cool. love him in oh, China. Fantastic. They love him in, and, in China. And man. that's it's why crazy. it pays off for him for the Bang Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, do you know that um, Avatar? Yes. Do you hear that it just it just uh, uh, passed Avengers as being the uh, highest, I think, something about the box office. Lah. That means they've... Uh, mm. yeah, but do you know why? Like, do you know why like Avengers, out, uh, why Avatar out of nowhere Tell me. has gone up... To Number one. Tell me. Because they re-released it in China. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> re-release some old shit. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. insane, man. China yeah, market yeah. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so yeah. So this the same the same phenomenon happens on YouTube. Yeah. If you want that a million ten million views, then you have to be as uh lowest common denom- common denominator right. uh, for that you know and uh, an easy easy way to uh, explain that is like let, let's say uh, on the other side of the spectrum is uh, oh uh, how to how to play a ukulele for example right yeah, yeah? Um, because it's so it's niche hmm. yeah how to play a ukulele how to well woodworking how to make a uh, treasure treasure chest <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. it's it's not gonna appeal to everyone, yeah. But it's gonna appeal to some, yeah, who is interested in that topic, yeah. You know, they wouldn't be able to uh, hit a critical mass of ten million views, yeah. But that's okay mm. because all you're doing is teaching woodworking, yeah. As long as you reach out to the people who do want to learn how to make do woodworking, yeah, then that's fine. Okay, so you're basically saying that look. You might do something. You 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 have to accept that if you do something, that might not be a demand, mm-hmm. and so you cannot. It's like having realistic expectations about what yes, you're going to get yes. in return, right? Yes, yes. So, like for example, we go back to that an, an example of theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're saying that it might be problematic if you're a theater enthusiast to start this project and expect to become like Tom Cruise. Yes, that it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. Yeah, yeah. So you have to either. You have to manage expectations. Yes. And so like for Kinidia, you also have set and evaluated and set your own expectations of yes. what you think it's going to achieve. Yes, yes. I uh, Kinidia will not will not be able to reach critical mass yeah. until it can serve critical mass kind of content. Ah, uh, right, right, mm. right, right, right. Which I, I, I which I'll build towards too, of course. But yeah. uh, I have to start where I am right yeah. now. So, yeah. That's really interesting, man. Mm. Yeah. I love I mean I I love theater I love being in theater I I uh, uh, I again I understand where they're coming from and I I I also understand the passion I understand why people want to keep staging stuff mm. and I'm not asking them to stop mm. they should continue to make stuff as especially if it's a good story especially if it's if it's a social commentary especially if it's social commentary yeah but you have to manage your expectations you have to manage your expectations yeah, yeah. don't uh, don't uh, book a thousand seater hall that's all yeah 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 just book a hundred two hundred seater hall and stage it for yeah. uh, a week and seven seven shows and yeah yeah i mean okay again i don't want to talk about kai too much because i feel like this is becoming uh, a little bit of a it feels like i'm i'm going to come off as having a, a some sort of obsession with kai <laughs> but he did talk about he did talk about chua mm, and okay. he did talk about Actually, that conversation with Kai was really, really good. Like we, we spoke about damn lot of stuff and it was really interesting. Mm. But one of the things he spoke about was Chua and how he had said this because he had felt he felt unaccepted from 
by his peers. Yes. And so he kind of took on the pressure to prove himself. I see. Right? Mm -hmm. And so Chua, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember this probably, Chua was sort of the movie that was going to... That, I think Chua is the anthology one, kind of anthology yes, one. Yes, right, right? yes, that's the one. Yeah, it's where basically set of directors, yes. but it's all cut together as one seamless movie. Yes, yes, yes. And so he... In his mind, he was going, this movie was going to be a blockbuster. This movie was going to be police evil kind of a movie. And so not, nobody had those expectations except himself. And so he put everything into it. He became obsessed with it. I'm using that word, but he, I, I felt okay. that's what he was saying. He just went crazy yeah. with the movie. Yeah. And he came out, it didn't do as, it didn't, it did okay. Which is what that kind of movie would do. It would do okay. Right, right. <laughs> but he didn't get like a police evil reaction and it just broke him completely. Mm. And like, I think after that, he took a complete step back. Mm. So I get what you're saying. So maybe you're, you're right. Like, I think you're spot on in like managing expectations and mm. setting goals. And yeah, it's an interplay of so many different things, right? Doing something you're passionate about. Yeah. Being realistic about what you want to achieve. Yeah, 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 knowing yeah. what realistically you can get out from it. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yes, especially if uh, you're up against so much competition when it comes to attention. Mm. That's why they call it the attention economy, right? Um, what could I have been doing? What could I be doing with my life uh, aside from uh, going to watch theater? Yeah. I could be watching Avengers. What could I be doing on my phone? I could be on Facebook. I could be on uh, WhatsApp. Uh, yeah. Could be on. It's kind of funny, you know, like last time people would say, ah, yeah, so hard to do, I got no opportunity. Mm. But then now there's a, too many opportunities. The barriers are so low. Anybody can do it. Yes. And so it becomes so competitive. So now yes. instead of saying, oh, it's so difficult to do it, it, it's almost like it's too difficult because it's too easy to do. And so everybody's doing that's it. That's the that's the irony of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it becomes a paradox, yeah. Because now that it's so easy to do, in order to get to get success, it is infinitely harder to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an interesting uh point. And like, yeah. you know, you could like I, I use Spotify and sometimes mm -hmm. like I don't even know who to listen to anymore because there's so much of good stuff out there. And so you don't really invest in a particular like when maybe when we were younger you would have like a Walkman mm. you'd have to buy a tape or a CD right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so you would invest in the yeah the the band right and you would yeah, like yeah, look yeah. at the cover album you would look at the songs the album tells the yeah. story it's a whole thing but now you sort of just play um, random songs because you don't want to miss anything yeah. and so you listen to things songs that are genuinely good that probably took a lot of time to do mm -hmm. but you listen it for such a short while and you barely enjoy it because you're already thinking about what's next what's mm. the next good thing that I I, I don't want to miss out what? Mm. and that's like crazy yeah it is crazy uh, it, it's it, we are, what we're seeing now is uh, the uh, evolution of uh, consumers mm. you know so uh, so what what this uh, infinite choices in front of us mm. Is th that effect on us as consumers yeah. it become like that like oh shit there's a lot of shit yeah. and we know it's good shit yeah there's a lot of good shit out there but do I want to see this <laughs> you know you know for me sometimes right I, like, there's so many podcasts I want to listen to so many mm -hmm. and because of that sometimes like recently when I drive to work my I, I work at KLCC area so it's, yeah. uh, it's about a 45 minute to an hour drive right Yeah, I don't play anything man I drive in silence oh, sometimes. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm serious. It's so okay, weird. Okay, okay. I literally have not turned on my radio in probably like two months. Okay. Which is fine. But it's partly because of like, there's just so much. 
You know, mm. so much to consume, and he's just like, "Oh man, I need to chill for a moment." Mm. There's just too much of things to consume. I I know what you mean. Like, uh, uh, I mean, sometimes I I I like to drive in silence. Yeah. Sometimes I want to put put something on, mm. and then. Like deciding what to put on is a whole chore <laughs> in its own. I'm like, what do I want to listen today? Uh, it's like a freaking opportunity cost yeah. nightmare. Right? <laughs> because we have so much choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, I, I don't mean to sound douchey for saying this, but truly, one of my favorite philosophers is uh, um, uh, Kierkegaard, uh, Soren Kierkegaard. He's a, mm-hmm. kind of like a, one of the fathers of existential philosophy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things he talks about is, um, um, he, he sort of... Co- kind of talks a lot about this existential crisis, the word, the phrase we use a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But um, he talks about anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so he has a really nice definition for it that I, I really like. He says like, anxiety is the dizziness of freedom. Mm. You know, it's the dizziness of freedom. It's the moment where you have, you're, you're, you're almost stuck because you have too many things in front right, of you. Right, 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 right. And that it causes a type of dizziness, you know, okay. freedom. It, instead of freedom freeing you, Freedom somehow locks you down. Right, because uh, you could not decide right, yeah. what you want. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, do, I don't know whether you noticed this, but like when we were younger, um, we had limited options, right? Yes. But now, as even though I'm older and technically I can do a lot more things, mm-hmm. I feel less free than when I was younger. <laughs> it's like a weird kind of... It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, I realize, I know that... Uh, uh, that this 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 is uh this philosophy is uh, uh affecting the fact that Kinidia is offering even more options than what you have. <laughs> I'm very well aware of that, but the thing is, yeah. it's still important because uh, because otherwise these movies uh would just disappear into the ether. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And like like I said, it's still affirming to what you're doing because it's basically. Because there are so many options, we need platforms that sort of specialize and highlight these other these projects that otherwise might be ignored because mm. of all the options we have. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Kinidia is a platform uh, that says like, look, we know that Netflix is great. We know that the MCU is great. We know that the DCU is great. We yeah. know that all that those things are amazing. But hey, why don't you check this out? Because you might be missing out on something right here. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like... It's like uh, just taking out one meal of the day to try out something completely yeah. different, you know? Christian, what's our time check? Right, right, right. Oh, 1.45. That went by fast, man. Can I excuse myself? <laughs> yeah, man, let's do a yamcha. And use... <laughs> yeah, just go... And use the Justin's, for a second. Gonna do a Justin's been holding it for like one hour. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, 30 minutes straight. in, Justin needed to pee already. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Just go straight and then it's on the left. All right, okay. Yeah. Go for it. Don't worry. Christian right. and me can have a chat. Everyone on the Jump podcast forward. platform is going to know where our bathroom is. <laughs> no, but this is like, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> this is kind of funny. The Just door. Straight, Come in the left. door. Walk 10 <laughs> steps. Take a left. That's the toilet. He, he, he went, yeah, straight. And then left. And yeah, that's the bathroom. Because he was on another podcast called Yamcha Sessions. Yeah. And it's so funny. This exact same thing happened. He needed to be. Yeah, he needed to be. Justin, you got to work on your bladder issues. <laughs> but then like the Yamcha guys were damn funny. Like there's, because there's three other guys yeah then one of them were like actually i still need to pee then he <laughs> left then the other guy was like actually i'm at like i'm at 75 percent like maybe i should go pee as well and, he's a <laughs> and then you just have the thing recording i just want to know like did they all go into the same toilet i don't or do I they would, have like cubicle style thing they were they were really wise in not laying out their 
their Toilet home uh, architecture layout lah. <laughs> like we have <laughs> go straight go left <laughs> you find it <laughs> oh man yeah um, are you going to pick up Brenda yeah so for loyal fans would would know that I am in a long distance relationship with Miss Brenda Kucha who is a anatomist <laughs> yeah and she has a uh, sticker of a vagina on her laptop yeah she has a sticker of a vagina she hopes to be a sexual anatomist a reproductive yeah. anatomist one day So um, does that mean she like would study about sexual organs or is it more about sort of counseling people yeah. in terms of their sexual experience? Well, one is is the, it is it biological or sociological? Once the application, once the science. Once the the scholarly work. So okay. there two different okay, things. Okay, no no, okay, this is my question. Does it involve the biology or does it involve the psychology? Mm. Actually with in terms of like sexual anatomy and reproductive systems, I think the two are inextricably connected inextricably linked yeah um because it's such a like your a big part of what makes your reproductive system systems work is your neural pathways mm. which is psychological lah mm. study of the brain anyway i'm picking her up from the airport yeah you haven't seen her in a while yeah the last we saw each other was when i was in the us about 8 months ago yeah she i mean she was in malaysia in october that's the saddest thing lah Y'all were so close, but yet so far. Yeah, yeah. She was in Malaysia in Sarawak in October, and has been since then. <laughs> but I've not been able to see her because of the lockdown. Yeah. So she's going back to the US now, leaving right. Malaysia, and that's why she's coming through KL. Yeah. Uh, me and Christian were talking about this uh, uh, video. I thought you know maybe we could tell them about. Oh, that. the sign language. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched this when it happened. Yeah. But since you brought it up in the afternoon, uh, I mean, in the morning. Uh, if you guys are having a bad day, we strongly recommend you go watch the video of the the sign, sign oh, interpreter, the sign interpreter from uh, for Nelson Mandela's uh, funeral. funeral. Because Justin, did you watch that video? No, the sign. It's so YouTube when, gold. Like, that's one of the best content on YouTube. <laughs> so ever. what happened was when Nelson Mandela passed away, they had his you know funeral and they broadcasted it right. Mm-hmm. Like it was a big deal. Right, Obama was there. Yeah. He was on CNN. He was everywhere. Yeah. So one of the guys who the guy who did the signing, you know, for the sign language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interpreter lah. He had some mental problems, so actually he didn't know how to sign. Oh, <laughs> so he was on TV <laughs> signing, and all the deaf people were like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> the guy just basically like improved <laughs> the he whole. He just went out there and just did it randomly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and wow, like to someone who doesn't know sign language, you know something is up because he keeps repeating the same patterns over and over again. And oh some of it's a bit like weird, yeah, exaggerated, yeah. It's oh so funny. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, he's not like the interpreter for one person. It's like a few, right? He did the entire ceremony. And even the religious ceremony, the, the religious... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the Jewish priest gave his blessing. He translated <laughs> the Jewish guy's blessing. The Catholic guy gave his blessing. He translated that. The Muslim guy gave his blessing. He translated that. Oh, man. And he's not like, it's not like, a, you know, the broadcast channel chose him. He's on the stage with all of them. Oh, oh no! So like every news <laughs> channel broadcasted oh, no. it yeah, because yeah. he's right next to the guy speaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And they almost uh, sued him, right? 
No, I think uh, he got charged. Uh, oh, he got charged. Time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and whoever chose him, like, for, <laughs> like, him. how did that guy screw up, man? He only had one job. The agency, the agency. Yeah. <laughs> like, get us a guy who can sign. <laughs> that was it. What would you sue that person for? Like, what would you charge that person for? Lying. Oh. He basically faked it. He like he said he could sign, right? And no one could check his credibility because no one else who checked him could sign either. <laughs> oh, but this wasn't his first stint. Actually, he was he, he had been on multiple shows and so he can actually sign lah. <laughs> no, he cannot. How did he, he do just multiple got shows? All, the, all these other ones. What? Uh, improvising. This just goes to like tells to how few people sign first in Africa. Thing is to understand oh, why man. he did what he did in South Africa, he, might, he definitely has mental health problems. Yeah, but look for you for for you to do multiple shows. Yeah, you you need to have some sort of. Psychopathic behavior, yeah, or sociopathic maybe, like this disconnect between his and also intelli- like intelligence to plan it out, yeah, and to apply for different yeah. shows and yeah, that's weird, man. But that was funny, Nelson Mandela, man, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like juxt- oh, you know, the juxtaposition is so funny, yeah, because you're in this like super serious, it's like, like the super reverent man. moment, yeah, yeah, his great man has left us, <laughs> and then yeah. this guy is just <laughs> <randomly laughs> flailing, flailing around his arms, uh, just uh, oh my gosh, oh man, actually Christian is uh leaving now to go pick up his girlfriend from the airport. They they kind of have a Romeo and Juliet situation going on. Okay, so can we uh continue or do we cut um, it off here? What what do you feel like? Do you want to talk some more? Uh, I'm game. I'm game for anything. So yeah, it's up can, to you. We can continue a little bit, I suppose. Mm. Or maybe, should we wrap up? I don't know. I think you should like bring points over. Right. So just like a conclusion kind of thing? Not just conclusion, but like some of the key ideas. Key ideas. That's interesting. New segment for today. <laughs> key ideas. <laughs> what are the key ideas? <laughs> Guys, you need let, let's bring this close. What are, what are our objectives here? All right. Where's the SWAT table? <laughs> no, no, just the SWAT. Okay. Okay, one line here, one there. S W. Where are my tabs? Where are my sticky notes? Where's my glass wall? <laughs> <laughs> we need synergy. <laughs> we here. need synergy. Energy. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the yes. prototyping? The ID. Oh what God. was it? Ideation. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are the key points? I mean, it was an interesting discussion. It's I I I definitely like uh to see someone just go at it and do something. You know, I I love <laughs> to see that. I love to see someone step. Uh, partly because I feel like for myself, I've always played it safe. And there's wisdom in that, right? There's wisdom in validating what sure. you, you can do, what you can't do. Yeah, so, yeah. But I like to see people like just go out there and create things, right? <laughs> and of course, you want it to be sustainable. So you create things, the, 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 you create a good product, mm-hmm. you know who you're selling it to and you know how many people it's going to reach, yeah. right? Yeah. And I guess that's sort of the key the key takeaway from this whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, the, 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 wis- the wisdom is always uh, uh, the age of wisdom of our beginning with the end in mind. Yeah. Uh. So. So you know, if you if you know what you're getting into, if you know, uh, if you know you can realistically get how much success, mm. uh, then yeah, by all means, go for it. You know, uh, yeah. Just just don't uh, have a. I have you sort of are you open? And I I touch wood, and I you know I'm not saying that it's gonna happen, but do you? Have you ever thought about the whole thing not working out? Of course. It, 
Yeah, you, you've thought about it? Of course. How do you deal with that? That, f- You know, one of the interesting things about the podcast was mm. the I had always, I always wanted to, do, I've wanted to do a podcast for a long time because mm-hmm. I like to listen to conversations, right? Yeah. This is what I like to consume. Mm-hmm. But the moment I actually did it, mm-hmm. I took that step, suddenly it became really real and you realize that once you commit to something, it's no longer playing with a fantasy. Yes. Because with a fantasy, you can't lose. Yep. You you can't you can't get rejected. Yep. But once you commit to something, now you have to face the fact that you might get rejected. This <laughs> podcast might fail, and then people are gonna say, Oh, look at that guy who tried to be something and you know, try to show, you know, maybe he like won a fame hall or whatever kind of thing, and and he it fell on his he fell on his face, you know? And you have to f- this sort of Deal with the possibility of that that type of feedback. Deal with the possibility of rejection and failure. Here's the thing, Roshan. Yeah. Listen to me, yeah. All right. Roshan. There's going to be some, some people out there who've always wanted to make a podcast, mm. but either could not, don't know how to, or don't have the time. Mm. But you did. Yeah. Yeah. So you took the leap. Yeah. You tried. And you always you always have that yeah. You did what you wanted to do. You set out to do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I like that. Like one day when, you know, when my time is ended, I can say that, you know, I tried. And I I, I, I was brave enough to live the fullest I could feel, uh, live. La. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I could tell my kids, you know, these are things that I tried and I did. And yeah. it makes your life more more full. La. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing also. I don't know whether you, you have similar thoughts, but sometimes I don't like the word because now you know, it's a hot word, privilege. Like every time we we seem to need to preface things, we're saying like I'm really privileged, you know. I I accomplished this, but I want to recognize my. I want to take a moment to recognize my privilege. Okay. And I understand the the sentiment, right? Okay. Have you heard this? That people. Oh, no, tell me, tell me. No, I mean, have you heard people say that I, I need to recognize my privilege? Blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of times people don't. Don't recognize their privilege. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. But um, for me, I've heard that a lot, like Maybe it's okay. the, the 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 things that I consume, lah. Yeah. And. I get the sentiment because you need to recognize the opportunities that you've been given. In fact, back in the day, maybe the word was, you say, I'm really lucky or I, I was really blessed. Okay. Right? Um, but sometimes I feel like it takes away from, no, it doesn't take away, but I feel like we also cannot discount the, you could have everybody with this, a similar type of privilege it's still remarkable when one person decides to commit and do something and create something. Yeah. You, we can, it shouldn't, like if someone accomplishes something, being of being in a particular station of life, life shouldn't discount from what you've accomplished. You get what I'm saying? I think like maybe as an example, a lot of people would downplay maybe Steve Jobs or Bill Gates's achievement with setting up Microsoft yeah. by saying that oh, Bill Gates came from a rich family. Of course he yeah. He, of course he could do something no, like that. No, people say that with Jeff Bezos. Jeff yeah. Bezos, people say, oh, his parents gave him like 200,000. Yeah, yeah. Which so is true. So there's, merit, there's absolute truth in that. Yeah. But a lot of people, I think, resort to saying that so that they feel better about them not <laughs> achieving stuff. Yeah. Or not, not achieving something as, as visionary or forward thinking. Yeah. But I think there's like... You know, I I completely see that lah. But I think there's a lot of importance in just saying, "Wow, you know, Amazon is is an incredible technological advancement for logistics. It's made life different for so many people, and it's alleviated so many so much yeah. suffering in the world." Actually, and we can take two positions that we can say that look, 
Jeff Bezos is privileged. Yeah. But among all the people who are as privileged as him, He's done something with it. He's done something with it. And something quite remarkable. Jeff Bezos is a weird example yeah. la, because Amazon's kind, not like... Yeah. He's, 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 he's kind of the Lex Luthor of our time. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not like this value-driven <laughs> company. Maybe maybe Elon Musk, right? He's done something pretty yeah. incredible. You can yeah. argue whether you want to go to space or not. Yeah. But he's done something really visionary and kind of pushed the needle a bit further yeah. with the resources that have been made available to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to be fair, uh, because because um, uh, you need to have a certain circumstance in life if you want to have a startup, right? Mm. You know, so if you, ha- let's say, for example, let's say you take a, the opposite side of the spectrum, if uh, if all if you you came from a middle class background, you you live on a minimum wage, and you have two two kids or two young kids, how on earth are you going to start Uber? Mm, 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 mm. You even if you're smart, mm. you're smart, capable, and uh, personable, good-looking, everything. Mm. But if the fact is that you know, if you if you have, uh, if you have this, uh, uh, let's so sorry, I don't want to call kids burdens, but mm. you know, responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. Is that much harder to have a, a startup? So, mm. so that's why you see, you know, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, yeah, because it is because they already have their base needs already taken care of, mm. that they can take risks mm. and do all these things. Mm, mm, mm. So you gotta be fair, man. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. but that's the thing. I'm saying it's like two ways, like Two ways mm. about it. But at the same time, we can also recognize that what they accomplished was still remarkable, even yeah. irrespective of. We can acknowledge that. Uh, they were given opportunities, but we can also acknowledge that they took, that exercising those opportunities and uh, mm. developing those opportunities was not a simple feat. Yes, yes. It's not a simple feat, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it, like we said, we're talking about taking risk and dealing with the failure, uh, the mm. possibility of failure. Yep. Like, I don't know about your background, but I come from a basically lower middle class family, mm-hmm. right? So I've been, yeah, privileged. But I, I've also had to take risk and mm-hmm. bear risk and fear rejection and failure and mm. loss and all those things. And so I think it can, uh, something can be, you can use the word and. La. Mm. This and also that. Right? This and that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a tough conversation. La. A lot of people, mm, it's a funny, it's a funny conversation to have. La. I don't hate Jeff Bezos because he came from privilege. I hate him because of the way he treats his uh, employees. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's very fair. You know? Fair. So, coming from privilege, some people some, sometimes it's not their fault. Some, yeah. They're just born into it. You know? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with... That's the thing. There's nothing wrong with being privileged. Right? Yeah, no. There's nothing wrong. It's we what can you do with it. recognize it as a fact, a reality. Yeah. It has no moral imputation, right? Yeah. It doesn't make you a good person or a bad exactly. person. Exactly. That's the problem. I just... Yeah, you know, but sometimes we have a tendency to like... Or if he's rich, he must be a like an asshole. No, nah. it's not necessarily true. It's a stereotype. Yeah, power can has a tendency to make you an asshole. Yeah, that's true. There's that tendency, mm-hmm. but not it's not all all mm-hmm. time. But anyway, hey amen. I think we should wrap up. <laughs> um, I really really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you mm, consider coming on again. Oh, maybe we should do one with like Kai. <laughs> maybe Kaya. we should do one with Kai and Jonathan <laughs> I don't I don't know if you want to bore your visitors your viewers too much by having me again I don't know how no man I enjoyed uh, the conversation and um, uh, I think my listeners uh, tune in to be bored so I, I envision my listener to be someone named um, Jamal <laughs> who has pro- who has, has problems sleeping 
<laughs> and so he comes back from a long day of work. He goes to bed. He pops on the Roma Roy podcast and he just takes oh. him to sleep immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's the value of uh, Roma Roy. Okay, great. Jeez. Man, oh, give man. yourself some credit, man. Yeah, so uh, what are your um, your plugs, man? Plugs? Yeah. I think I already plugged it a lot already. So. Kinidia. <laughs> uh, but what about your socials? Can people, do you want people to follow Kinidia? Do, do you want people to follow you as well? Sure. Uh, well, uh, Jamal, if you're interested. <laughs> uh, Justin De Wong on theater, uh, sorry, Twitter and Instagram. Mm. Justin De Wong, T-H-E-W-O-N-G. So we normally end with either recommendations or thoughts. I feel like this is more of a thoughts kind of uh, uh, um episode so what's a message or a thought that you have that you want people to sort of you feel would be beneficial for people to to hear or what's something that you mm, want to say what do i want to say uh, what's your truth what's my truth <laughs> what's my truth <laughs> oh man uh I, I i need context for that like depends on what you want to talk about but we did talk about a lot of uh deep stuff already okay, so uh, let me ask me a question l- no no let me do one uh, like yeah. you know, what's my truth my truth is i think that I think irrespective of where you are in your station of life, whatever is going on in your life right now, if you feel sucky, like you feel unproductive or you feel useless, I think my thought is that don't let that hold you down. Um, just take that first step, that incremental step forward and don't be afraid of failure. Cool. That's my thought. Oh, okay. Okay, let me riff off of that. Okay, go right? Uh, now... I know these are trying times. Well, trying times. Uh, it's a very, very usual word already. But here's, but here's the thing. Um, we, we, we live in a situation now where it is uh, not normal, right? Uh, we've had recessions before, but not like this. Yeah. So because of that, uh, pe- both people, individuals and institutions are doing not normal things to get by. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that, um, you, you know, if you want to try try something, now now is the time to try it. You know because because these are not normal times, so you cannot depend on normal things anymore, right? So if you so if you try and you and you fail, you know uh, keep at it, learn from it, and uh, and yeah, the uh, adapt to the new normal. Nice, Justin mm. Wong. Thank you so much for uh, coming on, man. I'm very very priv- privileged. <laughs> To be here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, all those listening, uh, thanks again for riding with us. Uh, stay healthy, stay safe, stay good, and we are done. We're done. Thank oh you. my God. Oh my God.